next to me and producer Matt. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of Talking During Movies, the podcast where we take key moments and quotes from a film to drive a two-hour conversation is brought to you by Stand with Raiden. I don't know if you guys have seen this on social. We're going to make this uh, quick, direct, and to the point. A young man uh, was virally videotaped. He has uh, some special needs and some kids were hitting him and they thought it was fun because he could take a punch. And they were posting these. Uh, the, the the big pygmy and some other um, MMAs uh, stars and celebrities and and just people in general have really rallied around Raiden and, and said one, it's not okay. And, and here's my problem: it shouldn't take a celebrity to tell us that it's not fucking okay to hit a kid. It shouldn't take a celebrity to tell us it's not okay to hit a kid with special needs. I don't know what's happening in that town. I don't know what's happening with those kids or with those parents. I know it's happening in more than just that town. But A, one, follow that hashtag, stand with Raiden. Send him your best. Reached out to the Big Pygmy and said, you shoot me his address, I'll get him some swag. And, and But more importantly, we'll send him our, our love and our prayers. Two, you find someone doing this, I don't care that they're parent or not. You go grab those kids by the fucking hair and you tell them to stop. It's just not okay. And the fact that we have to get to this point of a celebrity culture stepping in to protect a young man from assholes is out of fucking control. All right, I, I've said this before. You want to find uh, out why kids are assholes? Look at their parents. And I'm calling out those parents and saying, hey, you can be like, oh, I work two jobs. Oh, it's tough. Then you shouldn't have fucking kids. All right, I'm sorry. But, you know, I work two jobs. I do this podcast and uh, I raise my daughter. And you know what? She's polite. She minds her manners. She does things correctly. It's we're not, They're not above that. No kid's above that. No kid is that strong-willed. It's that weak of a parent. It really is. And, and giving in to them. So one, stand with Raiden. Uh, shoot him. Get, follow that hashtag. Get that message out there. Give him all the love and support you can because the young man deserves it. Uh, two, for all everyone who stepped up and, and, and uh, got on his side, great. I'm glad you're doing it online. Now do it out in the street. Now do it out with the real people. Watch how you talk about things. Watch how you engage and interact with people and, uh, and stand up for those that are having a hard time standing up for themselves. So with that said, now we get into the funny ha-ha stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my friend for damn near a decade, it's been almost 10 years we played basketball together. We've, uh, we've, we've talked uh, the, 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 the hip-hops and, and DJ stuff. Um, we've, uh, we've, we, I've watched him spin on the ones and the twos. Uh, we've had a couple of cocktails together, uh, maybe illegal narcotics. Who knows? Listen, ladies and gentlemen, the often copied, never duplicated, the man about town, 
who is locked down, so don't send your perverted pictures here, ladies. Seems My man, Crisco. How are you, sir? I am waking up, you know. We got to bed at 5.30 a.m., so I'm just well, restarting. Like restarting your day, a little hair of the dog with uh, the stash IP. You know, here's a fun fact. I'm glad you picked the stash IP as well. This was uh, Amy, the owner of Stash, and we were first going to do this movie. She brought us in a couple cases of Stash to drink. <laughs> we ended up doing a different movie, which was great because I got to get to know Amy, which means that she supported the show quite a bit with Independence Brewing. And uh, she supported uh, a couple of our um, barbecues for helping out the food bank and other things. So it actually worked out, selfishly, it worked out very well for me. So I'm very happy that it all happened that way. Did you drink all of your or did you stash it? Uh, I drank it all. I don't, I, don't, I don't hide or stash any of my beers, sir. This is also a and, uh, real quick shout out to uh, my boy Scott at Colorblind Design. We got uh, producer Matt, his six-pack carrier, and he's, uh, you hear the woo? He, he, uh, he actually, he's like, oh, this is actually well-made. Holy shit, this is real. I'm like, yes, sir, it is. Only the best for you, Matt. Only the best for you. Thank you. I mean, you're getting an extra job and not getting paid for it, so this is the least I can do. <laughs> and we'll be here on Monday with Scott from Color by Design. Colorblind Design, we're going to do a movie, we're going to drink some beers, we're going to fill up those six packs, we're going to have some fun, and uh, we're going to see if Jason Dick can't join us. With all that said, Chris, you picked this movie, and you picked it for a special reason, so... Um, it picked me. It picked you ago. a long time ago. Give us up. the background me down. of Point Break, why it's special to you, what's going on? Okay, so if we're breaking down... This particular genre, it's magic in all the right places. It's got the ingredients of action star. It's got the ingredients of icons. It's got the ingredients of Keanu. I mean, in his prime, you know, young, dumb, full of all these great things. And um, yeah, it's it for me. It was one of those time periods in life where you memorized every damn moment of it. I think we used to have that with albums, CDs, etc. But we've watched something so many times that it got ingrained in the, to our mind and sometimes our buttons. <laughs> now, you have though you have a, a very special relationship with this. Reason being, oh, I mean, this, yeah, you, this well, no, but I mean this yes. particular one. You have yeah. a very so special relationship. I happened to in my childhood time periods. You know, I've got a couple ingredients uh, similar to Keanu or the look of Keanu, at least at the time that I was younger. And uh, I had to, in my own defense, learn some Keanu impressions and kind of hold that down. And um, fortunately, all the stars aligned at one point in time when I was living in L.A. There was, is, might still be a live theater troupe that does Point Break live. So what's that like? Because you actually went in there and the audience picks every actor? Uh, the, way, the way it breaks down is you're in a pretty thought out creative theater, but imagine the Gallagher style where splatter, you pay an extra buck and you get a poncho. If you're really smart, you bring a Gladlock, uh, you know, garbage bag to wrap yourself in love and, and cleanliness. And uh, they, the audience picks a Johnny Utah out of the audience each night. And the audience screams out their votes and you try out on stage. And their concept is they believe that anyone can do 
a great job of a Johnny Utah, or at least live up to what Mr. Reeves did in this particular moment in time. It's weird how they picked Keanu Reeves and not, I don't know, Nick Nolte, uh, or not, and God rest his soul, the unicorn Patrick Swayze. I mean, it's not like Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. I mean, come on. It's not, I mean, why, why, why are we picking on Keanu Reeves all the time? Is it his Bill and Ted-esque-ness that comes through? Is the fact that, I mean, he's, he's the only Scientologist that's not aging, uh, you know, or the non-Scientologist that's not aging in Hollywood? Like, if you're in Hollywood and, you're, and you are a Scientologist, Tom Cruise, you haven't aged since, since the, the first movie you've been in. Clearly. He, clearly. Clearly, he is, he, is, he, is, he, is, he is like a resto mod car. Everything's new on the inside and the outside. He just keeps staying young and polished and beautiful. Keanu's the only one who doesn't. I mean, he, he's the only... He, I don't think he's a Scientologist, but he doesn't... No, but he, out of any, any artist of our generation, has channeled the emotion of confusion the best in, of all time. I mean, how many ways can you be confused? I, well, one, that's my DJ name. Emotion of confusion. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was a glass case of emotion. A glass case way. of emotion. Either way, uh, what happened to Gary Busey? Remember when he was an actor? Oh. And then, and then he wasn't an actor. I mean, it's not that he's not an actor now, but there's a there's a level of crazy to the abuse that I don't think abuse. Abuse. I don't think a lot of people understand. I mean, I. I he brought a little bit of that in there. Look at him jump in the pool. Yeah. I mean, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, he needed two bricks. But the, he, out of all the actors I've ever seen, is a human that teeth, his teeth keep growing. His teeth keep growing? Yeah, I see a lot of things. I think as we age, we're, the noses, the ears, a few things keep growing. But the teeth, it's a magical place that his teeth keep growing. Well, one of the key vocal points of, of Point Break, of course, is the, the dead presidents. They are coming in. They uh, they rob banks. Uh, what is your what is your bank robbing disguise? How are you? What are you doing to to rob the bank? Are you going in with uh, with the with the president's masks on, or are you? Or I'm sorry, not the dead, but the ex presidents. We got we got Reagan, we got Carter, we got Nixon. Um, who else we got in there? Reagan, Carter, Nixon. We got somebody LBJ? else. LBJ, maybe representing Texas. Yes, but. What do we? Um, what's your? What's your getup? What's your outfit to if wear? I'm robbing a bank. What yeah. am I? What am I choosing? What? What yeah. tour decisions am I doing? Mm-hmm. Man, uh, I think I'd have to go uh, anime. I think I had to get them off track. Kind of do something that you know has them judge me on some whole other direction. I think I got to keep it animated. Uh, Maybe something very happy, so that you know, not to scare people more than the gun in their face. Okay. You know, keep you, so calm. you're using a gun. Uh, I'm gonna use a flamethrower, I think. I just want to wake people up, yeah. feel the heat. It's like you because sh- you shoot off a warning shot, and all the businesses around know. You open up the flamethrower, and you're just lightly cooking everyone around you, but no one has to know. You're not catching stuff on fire. As long as it doesn't, you know, affect the large bills. Yeah, you don't want to burn any of the paper for sure, or bridges, or bridges, or you know, or any, or any or anything for that matter. But you do want to wake people up. I'm thinking one of those big DJ heads that they wear up in you know in, the, in um, over in Europe, saying like dead mouse. Yeah, like I want the dead mouse head. I want the blowtorch, 
and then uh, I want to go in and just be like, give me all your money, money. And they're like, oh, it's a DJ. And they're kind of happy and people start dancing. And I pull out the flame and I'm like, sit down. I'm like, oh, fuck. And they all get down and the guy's like, man, what's worse than getting shot? Getting burnt because that pain is there forever. And then you're getting skin grafts. And maybe I roll in a TV and play a PSA about burn victims and how bad it is. And that's why everyone should stay down. So I'm educating, right? I'm inspiring a little hope with the music. Then I'm bringing them right back down to planet Earth with a little bit of fire. We're all scared of it. And I'll tell them, I'll burn this motherfucker to the ground. They just want the cash. You may affect a lot of people. They may be going through withdrawal. Anyway. No, I mean, they're not anyone. They're not getting s'mores that, that, coming, that coming summer. There's no way anyone's just being like, that'll s'mores me up. I think it's a winner. I think that's, that's, my, that's my goal. And, and, and I'm surprised more banks aren't robbed. Because less than 50% of bank robbery crimes get solved. You serious? Yep. Yeah. I know. Get into the popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> get into your Werther's original popcorn. Yeah. People are always like, What's, why is there background construction noise? It's not construction noise. That's Chris eating his fucking popcorn, people. And he's allowed caramel to. It's caramel. Corn. It's not caramel corn. We all say that. It's caramel, caramel corn. corn. And it's Werther's original Soft caramel core. corn. Softcore corn. Softcore corn. It's, you know, it's, what, um, what are your favorite, what are your favorite things to get at the movie theater besides mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> um, sneaking, sneaking in was, uh, sneaking in stuff was my go-to when I was a kid. Because, you know, they, with this economy, ladies and gentlemen, no, <laughs> um, as a kid, my favorite was Reese's Pieces. Felt like, Got through the box all like in the ample time to finish the feature. Yep. Didn't throw up. Like well, and that's a rich candy too. The Reese's Pieces. That's a it's a bold it, move. It's it rich. It melts in your mouth better than the M and M's if you if you yeah, handle it, it well. I mean, you know, it takes it takes a takes a village. It's the sweet peanut butter that gets me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. My my go to though, only because it just took so long to eat, and the fat kid in me loved it. So I'd get the large Coca Cola. Like thirteen seventy five. No my, ice. You're like no, yeah, I no, need, no, I need no ice. No, no, no. You need as much sugar and caffeine as possible. Just get the large. This is Montana. It's corn syrup. It goes well with the popcorn. It's kind it of does. Like you got to pour it on the popcorn, and you got to eat it fast so that the coke doesn't dissolve it. But you look at it. So I get the large soda. This is Montana, nineteen eighties, and I would get a big box of milk duds for a dollar twenty five. Now I don't know if you've tried to chew a milk dud lately. But let me tell you, they are, the motherfucking Milk Duds, they're still selling the ones that they made in 1950. Hard as a rock. They are all duds. They're never a mistake. They're all duds. They're all, they're sponsored by dentists. Dentists are like, oh, need a filling removed? Have you tried Milk Duds first? I mean, they're they're fucking horrible. But you get like 20 of them. And the worst part is it's also one of the noisiest candies because it's big boulders. In a in a cardboard and the cardboard sugar, conk 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 People are like, oh oh, good for you. Thanks for getting the milk duds, asshole. It really goes the the, the extra mile because it gets stuck in the back back oh, of your, yeah. your mouth, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna enjoy this for another 20, 30 years. Well, you get you get the options. It's like that and Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch destroys the top of your mouth, so you have something to play with during the day. That's your flesh that it's ripped off. True, partially. And then milk duds. It's like look back there, oh caramel. The, the hardest caramel ever made. Well, you're living your life without a caramel in the world. Without a caramel in the world. That is Keanu Reeves, without a caramel in the world. 
True. Is it weird that he is so peaceful, gentle, and such a nice demeanor of a human being, and he plays so many violent roles? I I think uh, it's the art of his second half of his career. I mean, he's he's figured out how to how to be a lover and a fighter. A every every everyone's dream. Everyone's dream. Have you um you know one one of the of course one of the famous scenes that gets them going is you know he, he and Busey they're looking at the tapes and they they moon the thank you. They now can my see the tan line. They can see the tan line. See my, Johnny, you can see the tan line. He's a surfer, Johnny. My thing is he doesn't work outside. I came from a generation that mooning was cool. It was hilarious to do. You said you grew up in Montana, right? Montana. So, but did was that a thing on the East Coast where you grew up in Jersey? Showing showing butthole to people? Yeah. As a, Just as being a like, hey, who doesn't want some pink eye? Uh, it's right over here. I think we, you know, we we did other things. We did other Fire, things. Fireworks and you know, graffiti. Graffiti. Yeah. Um, the Moonage, I think. Yeah. Did you TP houses as well? We did a lot of toilet papering of houses, egging. In my egg town, of, in my town, you were popular if you got your house. Really? TP. You were not popular if you got your house egged. Ooh. So. Now, were you part of? Were you an eggy? Did you like to throw the eggs at the homes? There was only one eggage that occurred, and. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna let, let you finish. But <laughs> no, I, I felt guilty about uh, any of that. I think um, if, if there's anything, obviously toilet paper, you can clean up and you can sigh and say, "Mom, Dad, I'm on the JV soccer team. Look what happened. They like me." To see, uh, I should, you know, if, if, if tragedy wasn't striking this fucking nation, few people would learn how to raise your goddamn kids the right way. Guess what? This episode would have been brought to you by puns, okay? But instead, you guys had to get in my way. I'm a funny. You had, you, had to, you, had to, you had to ruin everything by not raising your kids correctly. We could have, we could have opened this up fantastically. We can still we're still going to spin it. it. We're going to we're going to support it with puns. But I'm just letting you know. I'm quite pungent in the pun game. You are. You bring you bring the puns. One of my favorite memories to this day is we were at dinner with your mom at Matt's El Rancho. Sounds like a mom joke. And something came up about war, and your mom said war, and I looked at you and smiled so big, and I go, what is it good for? And you said, absolutely nothing. And at the same time, I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> the table looked at us, <laughs> and they're like, no. Yeah. And then we played credit card roulette, yep. and uh, Bobby lost. And he had to buy dinner for everybody. He wasn't very happy about that. No, it's normally that everybody else won. Everybody else. <laughs> for those that don't know, credit card roulette is a fun game. What you do is you get everyone together, you go out and you have dinner, and you order like a drunken hooker at a sex shop. You go crazy. Whatever you want, you get. Every indulgence, you indulge. You want another margarita, get one. And then. Everyone at the table puts their credit cards into a hat. And the last credit card drawn. After shaken, not stirred. After shaken, not stirred, by the waitress, pays for everything. The and there's odds, always, are, the odds are in your favor, folks. The you just have to. The you know, odds are in your things favor. Things where how you balance your, your savings and your checking, and you know. What card you bring to dinner. Yeah, there's yeah. lots of things, but there's nothing more fun than that. 
Winning it is great. Winning it's great. One of the greatest moments of that evening outside of War Was It Good For was watching Steven's face because as cheap as he is, he also didn't have to pay. And I've never, because yeah. he was down to like, it was between him and Bobby. Yeah, he had this yes look like Macaulay Culkin in Home Deep and Home Depot in Home Alone after like Joe Pesci gets hit by like an anvil. He's like, yes, yes, yes. That's Tank Girl right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks, FYI, there's going to be some hard left turns throughout this whole film, just because one, it's so iconic, and uh, two, those you just those, this, Lori Petty could giving you do a that? Petty cash. Could you do that um, as a person who lived in Southern California? Could you wrap the towel around your waist and then get dressed at the same time without showing your your twig and berries? Real talk, I, I, my my Cali years and and still to this day, uh, I've been able to do a little bit of the towel wrap. Not that anybody's looking at my meat and potatoes, but I I give credit to those that do it as well as Lori Petty right there. Lori Petty driving a Carmen Ghia, uh the poor man's Porsche from back in the day. Uh, when you were growing up. What's the car that you wanted? Real quick, so I'll, I'll, let me, like I wanted a Carmen Ghia until I actually saw one start and drive. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry, I'm not, just, I'm not like poor. the little car that the, the old guys in the in the parade with the, the hats, what are those, the, what are those? Oh, oh. Little, uh, well, they have the, the, t- yeah, the, the weird the monkey loose, top the hat on? Yeah. yeah, but the monkey, the monkey see monkey do hats. Yeah, they, they got the clang and the, yeah, the symbols. Like, yeah, that, those cars, they just, I wanted one until I heard it start. I was like, oh, it's a two-cylinder. Oh, it's a shell. Uh, oh, it's a shell of a car. It's not even a real car. Yeah, it felt like a shell of a man. Oh, I just, it was like, this is this is the cabriolet of cabriolets. This is what started it all. I mean, this <laughs> is this, is the, first, a, this is the first a... time gay men could come out was the Carmen Ghia. They're just like, thank God I'm free. And people are like, that rock Hudson, he's so silly. I can't believe how many chicks he's banged. And he's like, I haven't. And they're like, oh, Rock. Rock Stop. Hudson. <laughs> you rascal. It's Rock Hudson. Second best name ever to Stone Phillips. Do you know, I was, so I was watching this movie the other night. Rock Hudson, wasted name, uh, should have been a porn star. Same with Magic Johnson. I mean, like, but these, they just didn't have cameras everywhere back then. They didn't, which is a good thing, right? Yeah. So I'm watching this documentary last night, trying to fall asleep. I thought, this is the documentary that's going to put me to sleep. I had just taken 50 milligrams of uh, THC, two edibles, two 25 milligram edibles. So I was going right on my way to Jupiter. And I like to lay down, and I, you guys can't see this, and I know this is your favorite part of the podcast when I explain things that you can't see. I like to lay down with my hands across my chest like I'm in a coffin. At least it's his chest. It's my chest, right? And I lay down real still. Are you coughing? Because all the... Oh, uh, no, because I don't cool. smoke. I just eat. And uh, I've got, I lay down, and I cross my legs, and I, I prop my head up with a pillow so I can watch the show. And then about 20 minutes in, I'm like, wonder where my hands are. <laughs> they went downtown. <laughs> and then I look, and I'm like... They're still in my chest. There, you guys want to move, little fellas? And they're like, no, I don't want to move. And I'm like, you don't have to. I don't feel my feet. I want. There are my hips moving. Okay. So I know I got lower extremities. I just can't feel them right now. <laughs> and I'm watching the Tammy Faye Baker documentary, and I can't get past this bitch's eyes. She's just got so much of it, and I'm high as a kite, and I'm just watching it going. Oh, oh, she hasn't toned one thing down. Not one thing. However, what I found fascinating, I bring it all up, because this is what I found the most fascinating, 
in the height of the AIDS scare, in the height of Reagan never addressing AIDS, in the 80s, in the height of the religious right movement and Tipper Gore telling us what we can and cannot listen to, Tammy Faye Baker, pardon me, on their PTL, some call it Praise the Lord, some call it Pay the Lady show, had on a gay man with AIDS and was crying as she gave him a hug and said, everyone needs to love everybody. And as much as I disagree with 99.9% of the things that that woman's probably done, I was blown away that that was, that was her beachhead. Her beachhead was loving gay people with AIDS while the rest of the church was saying no. I was blown away by that. Absolutely, positively, 100% blown away. And it led to some other people in taking over the PTL, taking it over, accusing Jim Baker of being gay and liking dudes because, after all, his wife was standing up for these gay people with AIDS. But as batshit crazy as the lady was, I was I was up for then hours, tossing and turning, thinking of all the horrible things I've said about Tammy Faye, Faye Baker, thinking well, she's got a, she's got one good bone in her body. She found one good way to kind of love some people. Compliments to Jim. Compliments to Jim. And hey, Jim, good job out here. The little knuckle shuffler that you are in the men's restroom in Idaho. Kidding. Goodness gracious, can't get it too serious, folks. Idaho. Budaho? Anyone? Anyone? That's one of my favorite jokes. Lady coming up from California taking these kids to see the wonderful state of Idaho. And she goes, kids, Idaho. And they go, yep, Udaho. <laughs> she goes, no, you're for not no. Idaho. <laughs> There's one person laughing. There's everyone else just destroyed and just upset. Why would you call him a hoe? Or thought? Oh. That hoe over there? T-H-O-T? Second thought. Second thought. That hoe over there? On second thought. On second thought. Yeah. That hoe over there. In the white pants. She's real nice. <laughs> Not saying you're a hoe if you wear white pants, unless it's after Labor Day. And then you are. I'm just saying. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dirty season in the fall and winter, which is why you don't wear white pants. You know the irony? It's like the tight white pants, you're like coming across like you're so clean. You're so clean. So dirty. Kevin and Bean shout out. Talking about anal. Yes, indeed. So, uh, how many wetsuits do you... Are you a surfer? Have you surfed? Surfing's the source, if anyone hasn't ever figured that out yet. It definitely is the source. But uh, my LA years, I definitely learned. Um, so you have no fear of sharks. You're like, fuck this. I like to look like a seal. Well, I had fear of dying, but it was normally like, okay, let me, let me get this drowning part first, let alone the getting bit by someone to bring me down and then drown me. So yeah, no no worries on sharks as you trying to stay up, survive. Did you um did you try to well, like get a little surf culture going on or <clears throat> what you know, I mean it seems to be like I look at serving the same way like I look at basketball, right? You get a group of guys together, they you know you you're learning around one another, you're having fun. There's just there. There seems to be a culture there of it's like oh, and this is my squad. Like a tribe, exactly. Like a tribe. Who hasn't seen this movie? Spoiler alert. So, but it's, but I mean, you've you've taken me out to play outdoor basketball at Peace Park and other places, and there are those guys that play there. There are those people that go to that spot. And they're sure. like, oh, who's this? Yeah. No, you can't play here. Okay, you don't touch the rock for the first three games. It's, it can be territorial, as yes. uh, this this. Uh, 
film shares a bit, but it, it's another cultural circle. But I'll tell you this, just like anything else, mm -hmm. respect gains respect, especially if, if you are holding your own in any sport, you become everyone's best friend pretty quickly. Yeah. But uh, no one's passing to you until, same, same as the world, nobody really, it might shake your hand real quick, but no one's giving you time of day until make your move. Or make is your it move. like, it's like the Screen Actors Guild, where they're like, oh, you can't be in a movie until you have uh, one of our union cards. How do I get a union card? But you gotta act in a movie. <laughs> you know, it's, exactly. it's earning that respect. Yep. I, I played basketball in this new group for the first time on Tuesday nights. And everyone, you know, all these people had played together before, and I'm the new guy joining the team. And I, I come rolling in, and I, you know, they kind of pass the ball around, and they did. Tell you know, they, Tammy Faye story. And I, I, right they're, like, they're like, guys, let me tell you a little bit about this Tammy Faye that I've got grown to fall in love with. But we're uh, we're hanging out and we're goofing off and having a good time. And finally, I just dribble the ball down and just launch a three and make it. And then someone's like, "Oh, he can shoot! Give him the ball." <laughs> I was like, "No, no, no, that's not how this works." And don't say it. Don't say it that loud, because then they're gonna hear it. Hey, if it went in, man. It went in. We uh, we won uh, eighty-two to fifty. Yeah. Well, this one young lady, this young this young lady named Erin, she uh, Ooh. she uh, was our point guard and was absolutely amazing. Did a, an amazing job, and also as as a lady, the perfect pop up shot. I mean, just absolutely perfect. She was great. Uh, Lori Petty just scored, right? Yeah, she's like, whose house is this? Whose house? Who runs house? Now, this is where this is Johnny Utah showing off that hey, I'm undercover, but let me just uh, tell you tell exactly you all who, I am. who I actually am. And if you Google me, you'll find out that I'm a cop later. But we don't know. We don't know. Sorry. Well, this is before Google, right? This right. was the great time when you could be yourself and not be yourself. Yeah. These, so you're uh, just Johnny Utah. Yeah, these these other characters aren't your Googleizers, so. They're not. They're not. They're on the beach. They're having fun. There's a double cut here where they cut to the same thing. Of yeah, they, they stood right there. Johnny's like hitting all the same guys over a couple times so he can tackle dirty dancing. How far are they running? And then and then a tackle into the ocean. This is when he pulls it out, right? He's like, Johnny Utah. <laughs> I knew you were. It's coming. It's coming. What's that shirt? Uh, and why are these guys on the beach with leather on it yeah. seems so like hey, we've been running in the pleather for like four quarters now. So. You guys don't you know this Johnny Utah, Ohio State Buckeyes. Who won the Heisman seven times. Yeah. Well, shit, Johnny, I'm sorry, man. I mean, this is this is what, what the karate kid, I think, thought what life was going to be like. Yeah. Oh, you're from the East Coast. Come on over here. We're skeleton bones with us. Instead, he just got his ass kicked. Yeah. It's just, you know, the, uh, this, this is an interesting game right of joining a group or being part of, of you know as, as as Swayze calls it someone's tribe how do you as adults and I, and I mean this seriously right it's going to come across a little funny but I do mean this kind of seriously okay as an adult because we don't do it well I don't think as adults but we tell kids to do it well all the time how do you make new friends as an adult like real friends I mean, like, there's, right. you might bump into someone at a bar, and they're like, yeah, we should hang out sometime. And you're like, sure. And then you're like, I've got my wife, I've got my dog. Right. I've got a couple of nieces. I've got a job. Yeah. I might not call this person back. Yeah, the commonality of, of actual adulting into new friendships, I think it still starts with the classic introduced in by somebody that everybody already knows and trusts. You know, the, 
the aid in a better, the connector, that type of thing. That's mm -hmm. where everyone naturally puts their guard down and says, okay, well, somebody's vouching for them. Not Goodfellas style, but still letting them in. And if I trust this person on liking this guy or gal, then they're good. And then after that, you better be funny or hot or supporting what those other folks are, are, are into. That's the starting point. I like to introduce all new people to my group of friends as don't worry, this person's not a narc. Or bring treats. Yeah, you gotta bring treats. treats. And then I like a strong, you're not a narc introduction. I think those set a good foundation. Like yeah. you can trust this person because the first thing I'm putting in your mind is they're not a narc. Yeah. I think getting, so bring your drugs out. They gotta Let's get naked. You gotta check for wires. Oh, you, nothing more fun than you bring a new person to the group and you're like, hey, by the way, you can just get naked in front of us all. And they're like, well, we're, we're native. And it's like, yeah, get native. All right, I need you to get naked. I seem to look for a wire. Where? I'm gonna look everywhere. I'm gonna need to see some things. Hey, after after that part, you pass, everyone gets a Tammy Faye hug. We're That's good. right, and you know, there's no time for fluffing. I don't need you to hide that wire somewhere, okay? You just gotta strip it down. Come prepared, all right? That's what she said. <laughs> People are like, this is not about the movie. It is because there's a wire hiding scene later on. It's called foreshadowing, yes. all right? Sometimes all right? it's five shadowing. Sometimes it is five shadowing. There will be a with, point. With Keanu, right. it's one shadowing, okay? He's like, well, bad things are going to happen. It's like, thanks for the inner monologue that we're going to keep in point break throughout the whole time. It's there. <laughs> Do you think on the script it said, and he thought... Bad things are coming, and he just reads it out loud. He's like, "Oh, bad things are coming." Bad things are coming. <laughs> this is like a ripoff from Dang Fletch, right here. This is a ripoff from Fletch. Dun 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 dun. You guys uh, selling drugs? Snip, snip. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it and might be an homage. This is a, might be an homage. This is after. Oh, definitely. This yeah, is after. This yeah, is, this is after. You're this right. This is Catherine Bigelow. She uh, won Best Director for Hurt Locker. And at this time, uh, married to Deuce. Married, she was married to James Cameron from Titanic, and uh, not married to Deuce Bigelow, male Gigolo. Oh no, the Gigolo <laughs> days had not. The Bigelow Gigolo days are long gone. A little bit, that, a little bit. That particular time. <laughs> How much does she hate him? She's like, really? You had to make Deuce Bigelow male Gigolo. I hope you fucking die. I hope you burn in a hot, hot place. Not with my last name. Not in this town. Is she not married to James Cameron anymore? Cameron? Uh, Camerones. Uh, I do not believe so, but we have to check that. But I'm I put my money down that there's Splitsville. What's uh What's the over under? You brought it up, but um, how much do you think Nick Nolte's teeth grew in this film? Uh, they grew after he had the two meatball set sandwiches. When he had the second one, when he said, "Utah, give me two. After that is when teeth growing, teeth growing started. Yeah, he doesn't look creepy like that at all. Oh, not killing at, his steak out. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. I mean, let's, just let's bop our bop our arms around. Just hey, uh, I'm over here listening to music, watching my boy. I just far away. The, the how good the um, I wouldn't say the Wi-Fi, but the uh, walkie-talkie connects will end up being quite quite good for, for that beach reception. Quite, I mean, quite good. It's, I mean, I'm surprised Nextel with their walkie-talkie didn't sponsor this. Whoa. Look oh. at him just getting up. Now someone's going to fuck with him. And down goes Frazier. that's Utah's fault. He jumped into uh, this guy Bunker, Bunker's wave. And that's that's a freshman move there. 
He's about to get a freshman. Um, He's going to cut his lead, team. isn't he? Boom. Oh, just popped him. Didn't cut his lead, though, did he? Did he cut his lead afterwards? Yeah, he's got back to the valley, man. There's a lot of surfing in the valley, right? He's about to get a little. uh, Yeah. And see ya. Your board is gone. That is your lifeline to your board. Now you've got to paddle in like a bitch because you know. Or maybe your board's gone. Oh, there it is. No, it's still got its neon flames. That was probably a popular board back in the day. That was the one that the TNC Surf uh, Gorilla used to kind of be on. Shout out to TNC Surf. Dr. Goose Sex Wax, already highlighted in here. It's weird. There are some movies that do so much for products. You brought it up earlier. Let's go Reese's Pieces and E.T. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Brought it in. Now let's look at movies that didn't do so much for their industry. Uh, Gleaming the Cube, skateboarding industry. Didn't do a lot for them. Even though, even though Christian Slater and Tony Hawk solved a murder, using their skateboarding mentalities, right. did not, point break, didn't help surfing out much. However, you look at um, you look at Boys in the Hood, the reason St. Ives Malt Liquor took off was because of that movie. What do you think it is in this world? Uh-oh. Here comes the chili pepper. Yep, here comes the chili peppers. What, Played by Derek Zoolander. What do you think, uh, what do you think, um, Broke out. What? Why was? Why was? Why did surfing not shoot up like like a hockey stick in popularity like Reese's did or like Saint Ives did? Why did um, it fail? If, if if you have watched this movie as many times as I have, I feel like the surfing portion is is the gateway drug. But I have a feeling that jumping out of airplanes without parachutes that skyrocketed, as well as um, you know, I'm trying to think of a few other a few other potential. 100% pure adrenaline moments. I mean, bank robberies have gone up. Yeah, that definitely went up. Especially, I bet it's going up after people hear this based on your no. percentage, 50%. <laughs> That's FBI stats. Flip a coin, ladies and gentlemen. Your, your lives could change. Uh-oh. Where, um, have you ever gotten um, jumped? You know, I've been, I've been lucky. Um, I think I got, I've never been jumped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I got punched once as a little kid by some other guy that stole my hat. But besides that, no gunshot wounds. I've avoided a few things. I've saved a couple of friends or defended, but uh, thank goodness. No broken bones and yeah, no Tammy Faye hopes. What, um, what is a bigger win for you as a, as a fan? Is it Patrick Swayze coming to your rescue as you're getting beat up by surfers or or perhaps could it be instead finding Bitcoin? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> Great question. For some reason, this is how marketing works. I want, I want some jerky right now. I want. And uh, me and uh, my lady and I, we actually uh, dove in uh, not too long ago into a little bit of Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, by the way, John Lithgow, one of his greatest performances. I don't care what you guys say, Harry and the Hendersons is absolutely fucking fantastic. Yeah, get out of here! <laughs> we don't love you! Get out of here! Go! Go! I'll be on Third Rock from the Sun, find me there! Get your ass to Mars! Oh, Go! Sorry. Yeah, um, I, I think Swayze can do no wrong. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, Brad Pitt tries to channel 
all the Swayze, all the Swayze moments. If Swayze had a little bit more time, in rest in peace. I think, yeah. I think he was going to be able to dance his way to a lot more. Do you think uh, when they remake Ghost, will they electronically impose Swayze as a ghost, just in a mosh? No. It would be great if they kind of figured out, added something in the clay. <laughs> just a little Swayze. There's a, there's a, like looks, a Swayze hair whisk? Yeah, like it feathered the clay? Yeah, <laughs> she spun it? Something like a little Easter egg. <laughs> In that moment, and then you're 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 thirsting. You're like, give me more. Give me, give me. More. I mean, he's got super tiny nipples. They could put one of those on a pot, and no one would know. They're extremely small nipples. Yeah. So he um, it seems like you know, Swayze always in shape. He um, he's got the he's got the wispy hair. He's got the I don't care attitude. It doesn't matter whether he's dirty dancing or surfing or doing anything else. He was. I hate to say it, but I mean, if if, if we're if we're going with cancer survivors and non-survivors, I mean, I'm trading him for Val Kilmer. I'm letting Val Kilmer go. <laughs> right? I don't want to see a bloated Val Kilmer. Val Val blessed our our Austin City not too long ago. He did. For the, uh, the Draft House brought him in for a Tombstone celebration as well as a Top Gun celebration. And wow. He blessed our our. Wonderful city with his presence. Tombstone, great movie. Oh, great, yeah. great movie. Val Kilmer, a lot of fun in that movie. Listen, also, I mean, I think that you know, uh, he uh, he took himself away from us a little too early. But once again, his choice. Um, boy, those guys just drive anywhere. Do you ever yeah, have neighbors? Parking, parking in that town. Parking. That um, it's it's funny. You those houses are back. They're just tents now in L.A. <laughs> on the sidewalk. Talk about tense around here too. You know, it's, it's a it's frustrating getting, thing. It's getting tense. It's getting tense, uh, tense with, tense, with uh, yeah. the Mayor Steve Adler in, uh, in, here in Austin, a little inside baseball. Uh, like LA and some other cities, the, we um, we allow these people to, uh, to camp. My gentle pushback on it is not that people should not be taken care of, because absolutely 100% they should be taken care of, A. But B, let's take care of them. I don't think just allowing them to do whatever they want to do and put their waste where they want to that endangers other people is the appropriate response. Getting the right care, the, the right job training, the right skill, actually investing in them versus de-incentivizing them to be invested in seems like a break, right? I mean, it, it, and I think it's disingenuous of, of any mayor of any city that says we're going to let our homeless people camp and give. I, I think it's disingenuous because I don't think it a solves the real issue, and b I don't think it really cares for them. I don't think it gives them the love and compassion and the things that they need to actually be better. And, and by the way, better is a relative term. If the person's dream is to be a janitor. And they're the you know they're great at it or average at it or whatever. But that's their dream. That's what they want to do. I mean, remember we based a whole fucking movie up of a guy who all he wanted to do was play football for Notre Dame. People loved him, and he didn't even do a good job at that. But we loved him. So why we can't? I mean, why we can't find that love? Why we can't find that passion for these people blows my mind. And letting them just sit where they want to sit, I don't think helps. Yeah, it's a it's a band aid on on an issue, and you know. If anyone can solve it, Swayze could. But, he would have, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 one of the things where 
healing needs to happen in, in a natural way. If, 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 it's, if it's just like, do you, boo-boo, then you're putting a lot of pressure on that and putting, putting folks, putting themselves in, in dangerous places. But Yeah, I mean, you take two steps forward and one step back. They get together. That's the sense of track. That's how you know. Opposite of track. Yeah. It is. Uh, outside of Corona, what is your uh, least favorite beer? Least favorite beer. Least favorite beer. Wow. Um, I don't know if I've got a horribly favorite one, but it's, it's normally the the uh, the extremely bitter. Uh huh. Once okay. I do have a a, um, a beer that I can't drink anymore, and it's partially it's definitely my fault. So back in the day, we didn't have Make so many blessings <laughs> going into movie theaters like we do now, where you can have a drink, you can get a beer, you can do all these things. Or you weren't twenty one. Either way, that too. <laughs> I remember going into the theater here in Austin and getting away with sneaking in an entire six pack of bottles. Oh, because uh, those are quieter and open. Turbo Dogs. I believe, I believe it was Albeda. Albeda oh. Turbo Dogs. Whoa. Good beer. Until now. So um, I get away with sneaking it in. All's good. Everything's going great. I get out, like the movie's crackling and everyone's laughing and screaming at the right places. And I pop open the top of my first successful beer. Uh-huh. Take my sip. Delicious. And then I attempt to put it in the cup holder, but the cup holder is for chubby drinks. Yeah. Well, I drive through, crash no. on the ground, smash. And of course, we're in stadium elevated seats. So, clank, 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 crash, glass breaks, full bottle, spillage. No way to hide that. No way to say it wasn't me. <laughs> that movie wasn't my favorite. Had to have. Do you remember the movie? I'm pretty sure, almost definite, actual definite, is, what the heck was that movie? Um, the extremely, uh, like, all video footage. Blair Witch? Blair Witch. One of the worst horror movies of all time. Yeah, that's a... Uh, the only reason people thought it camp. was scary is because they thought it was real. No. Don't you realize it's not real? You know, because the actors are sitting in there taking Q and A's afterwards. She did have boogers and snot in her nose, crying, and I normally am a sucker for boogers and snot. Sucker for cornrows, manicured toes, and boogers and snot. Or was in your vows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so proud that you were so here to witness. <laughs> yeah. I I remember uh, as a person who um sold Steel Reserve. I snuck some Steel Reserve Tall Boys into a theater in in uh, Orange County at Metro Point in Costa Mesa. You reserved the right. I reserved the right to drink those. So we, so we bring them in, we're hanging out, we're having a good time, and then all of a sudden you hear one of them falls. It's a big can though, so it's stadium. It goes ka-clunk, 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 and finally it hits someone and somebody's like, what the fuck? Oh, never mind, it's a beer. Crack and opens it up. <laughs> what movie was that? Was uh, it was, was one that? of the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. It wasn't, uh, um, what was that, Dr. Doolittle? No, uh, oh, Dr. Prof Doolittle. Nutty Professor with the clumps. With the, the clumps. clumps. I, I loved all those Nutty Professors. I think they are absolutely fantastic. How dare you, sir? Uh, it has a nutty finish. It has a nutty finish. Do you, um, 
Are you excited Eddie Murphy's getting back into stand-up? I am. He's my he's my living legend of comedy. Mm -hmm. And got a lot of love for Eddie. And I actually went and saw that the new Dolomite. I thought he'd be great in it. Um, What's the Netflix one they put out in theaters for? And right? Chill, yes. It came out in theater just for a little blip and then it's available for everyone to watch. Uh, at home when they are ready. And if to you want to go ahead and sponsor this man, that would be great. And chill. And chill. But yes, um, it, uh, Eddie's Eddie's the best. And if he gets back on on the road or does does it, I know he's gonna put it all uh, put it all out there. So I can't wait. Nice. I mean, uh, you can always uh, like many celebrities in town. But you can go to Native afterwards, Eddie, and hang out. You're at the party there if you wanted to. If we are so blessed to have his presence, we've been lucky to have some. Some great artists find their way to our humble abode. You guys have you've become that uh, that spot for artists to uh, to roll into that you know that that special <clears throat> moment, if you will, that gathering spot yeah. that very few places have that opportunity. Let's trust me. I get calls from places sometimes. They're like, "Hey, these people are in town. Do you know them?" You bring them to our spot. These people, yeah. I'm like, first of all, I'm not gonna call people. Could be me, but um, you know, I think they just like to be called uh, people, not comedians, in some way. Oh yeah. And I like to let them know that I don't have any insight or reference into them, and then you know, they're like, oh okay, and then they'll come on the podcast. They're like, I thought you didn't know them. And I'm like, well, <laughs> said I just don't have any influence. I still don't. None whatsoever. I think our you know, circle, we're, we're a degree away from most of the... Quite a few people that come through town, right? Yeah, and, you know, it's normally, just like anything, um, it's normally a, a friend recommendation type of feel, you know? I think that we, we at, at Native Hostel have, have tried to build a spot that, that creatives feel comfy and inspired by, mm -hmm. and folks can, can just... I feel like they're a little bit in a movie, you know, like just kind of put in a scene where all the senses are kind of feel felt. So sight, sound, taste, hopefully the place smells decent. And then it actually's got touch. If you touch all the texture around the historic walls or the comfy couches and all that, it's kind of just got it's it's on all levels. They're uh, they're surfing at midnight here. Yeah, nobody's cold. Nobody's cold, because that, that Pacific water is warmest at night. That's when that's when the heat that's when the warm water actually cycles through. This wetsuit's got my body like a glove. I just pee in it and I feel warm all the time. I didn't know European. I didn't know European either. Lord Petty, you're amazing. Do you um what's the most dangerous thing you've done? Or or not? I mean, like, you know, there's probably a top five. But what's some foolish things that like surfing at night without any lights, you wreck your day. Yeah. Right, I mean it's dangerous. Yeah. Across the board. Sharks don't sleep. Yeah. It's just dangerous, uh, and they're not lit up. Like now, they've got the neon suit things, the liners, so that you can be seen for like a fifteen feet underwater. There's all this crazy stuff that you have to be to be lit up if you want a night surf. Um, but anything uh, foolish like that that you've done, you look back and like, yeah, that's the best choice. In my day, I've done some idiot things. Um, Couple little unfortunate teenage choices of you know messing with people's cars, kind of stupid. I think my most dangerous, idiotic thing was jumping into a pool 
that I should have gauged how deep it was. Uh oh. But thank goodness didn't didn't uh, hurt anything too much. I had a skull, so I guess I yeah. have a tough skull. <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to think of. We did we used to do roof riding, so I put my car on Team cruise control. Style? Kind of. So I had a Nissan Maxima. Oh. It had a sunroof. Really maximize that. Oh yeah. And my buddy, I'd put it on cruise control, my buddy would hold on to the steering wheel. And then I'd crawl out the sunroof and sit up on the sunroof, and I would steer with my left foot. Dang and, then, Lewis. and then he would crawl out the sunroof and sit next to me, and we'd drive down this Montana road at 55 miles an hour, just cruising down the road. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, not my best move. God bless Montana, so little less traffic. Little less traffic. So that's that's on your side. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that 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 reminds me of my danger idiotic moment. But it was more me being a passenger to idiotic danger. Okay. My crazy next door neighbor. Well, name names, remember. Um, but uh, yeah, he had somehow acquired a Mustang convertible that we're driving through. The woodsy areas of New Jersey, <clears throat> and he would just put pedal to the metal through the woods, you know, the curvy, curvy turns. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, just turn his headlights off completely. And I'm like, I got homework tomorrow. What am I doing? <laughs> In my mind, but I, like inside, I'm like, I got homework tomorrow. What am I doing? I'm gonna get it out of here. But yeah, that's that was when uh, I learned that I need to be in control a little bit more. Do you think um, ethically it's okay that Johnny Utah is sleeping with one of the criminals? Uh, John can't help it. I mean, can't it's, help it's it? part of the rush. And uh, Tyler, I believe that's her name. Uh, she, I think she inspired um, some search stories. Uh, yeah, uh, he can't help it. I mean, they were fixed in. It's, uh, it's love at first swim. What do you? Um, what's the moment as you being an FBI agent? What's your moment that you look to your wife and go, listen? I'm undercover. She's a supermodel. But it's not me having sex with her. It's not the FBI agent and your husband who's trying to protect this country from terrorizers having sex with her. It's Juan Felipe from Jersey who makes a mean pizza and also likes to traffic some coke. Honey, you have to understand the difference. <laughs> you got me on this one, Jason. You got me. I, uh, yeah, I, I, That's not flying? Yeah, You're not, I mean, your wife's not letting you protect this great country? Ex, ex quarterback, FBI agent, top of my class, Monaco cat. I really think I got to be in the single, ready to mingle point of my, my career. <laughs> I mean, listen, my wife's crazy. She would tell me, we'll move to Canada. Like we would move to a different country before she would let me help save this country through an act of sex with another woman from terrorizers. Toronto, just so. Toronto, just so. Then <laughs> move here. Yeah. Van Mover. Van Mover. Van Mover. Then move around yeah. over here. Good, good, good rates if you go in the middle of the week instead of the weekends on that van mover. Exactly. Oh, I love this this moment where he's like, I've got my dentist, my dentist mirror that I can look and see. This guy just he just rocking out to. Uh, he had some pumps on. Oh yeah, he, this uh, this was a oh, slight yeah. Reebok Reebok uh, pump moment, and they do highlight it uh, in, in 
not to give anything away, but there is a spoiler highlighted, highlighted where the pump over pumps. You'll see. That's right. Reebok stock went down a little bit. You think, look at these guys, they're like, fuck, someone's here, bro, bro, someone's here. My best. Hair's all burned. What the fuck? Perfect. Anthony, I mean, what happened to Red Hot Chili Peppers? Still rocking it, please, please, still, um, please still doing his thing. Because there was that under the bridge downtown, right? That's where, that's where he some blood. blood. Yeah, they uh, couldn't get enough. They're oh, all they're all survivors, right? They almost gave their life away. Yeah, <clears throat> they're all survivors. This, does no one on the team walk over to Captain Lawnmower and say, "Hey, you shut the fucking lawnmower." Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a plot point. Yeah, there's a couple plot points here where I watch enough Dateline to know that they're a little more engaged. And rather, they're in the other surrounding house. Like, hey, there's going to be, there might be some gunfire. Yeah. I don't want your husband to get shot while he's mowing the lawn. Got an idea here. Well, We're going to put Jim. Helping him sneak up on the property as well. There's War Child. Shout out to War Child. Little shout out to <laughs> War Child. It's a pretty aggressive one. Yeah. I don't know if that's the one you come in to meet mom and dad with. Yeah. Right? I mean, Johnny Utah, War Child, Flea. Yeah. There's, I mean, Johnny Utah is winning, and it has everything to do with the nickname. Whoa, those cheeks are weird. Yeah. Why the long face or the long cheek? Oh, oh is she dead now? It was the 90s. The 90s thong was weird, right? Yeah. It wasn't like today's thong. Well, squats were different back then. That's true. Talking, you know. Workouts were just different. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, that, that's a different time. It's all, it's a different body, a different time. I mean, that's, you know, that's where they, the old joke, I mean, this is where things were so fucked up that if you actually snuck out a Playboy, you were blown away that women had two different color hair. They have bleach blonde top hair, Jenny McCarthy, and then dark brown pubic hair, and you're like, well, that's the way the body transitions hair color. It just gets so much sun up on top, bleaches it out. That area doesn't see sun. She's not a thought, right? With that hole over there, she says she's a lady. She's Jenny McCarthy. That area, those areas don't see sun. It's an interesting thought, you know. And this girl's not shopping at La Perla. You know, J.C. Penney's isn't carrying that thong. She's got, oh, this lady's kicking his ass. Yeah. Fresh out of the shower. Yeah. Fucking him up, just buck naked. That's some yeah. strength. Yeah. My Sounds, goodness. Oh, here comes, here comes our Reebok moment. Yep. She blows out. Boom. Oh. <laughs> One of the best screams ever. And just, ow. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's so angry and so naked, but really more angry than anything else. And out the window we go. Lawnmower time's coming up. Yeah. Where uh, waxes weed. That's where he gets the weed whacked. Yeah. Hey. Oh. Oh. No. 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 See this. See. Out. See. In most mowers, when you take your hand off off it, it, it has a safety where it just turns off. But this obviously is a fault. Yeah, this is a plot point, and he's got a knife, and Johnny Utah had mount control, as Rogan would like to call it. He had his back, and somehow gave it up. And I don't understand how he gave it up, other than the guy pulled out a knife. Get it? And look at those blades. They, they, those blades are also rolling in a circle, yes. not, not like a fan. 
right? Yes. And I think that's very interesting. Um, this looks dangerous right here. Yeah. Because any part of your shirt or hair grabs into there, it's going to get jerked out, yeah. or more importantly, you're going to die. This would have been a great Gillette moment, like you know. Is this the best a man can bet? You know. Look how smooth the skin is. Oh, and the gunshot gets it. Gunshot. The gunshot gets it from a weird angle. It yeah. shot it back here. This is like the Kennedy headshot. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm going to redo this whole film, I'm looking at this yeah. and the Sapruta film, and I'm showing how the bullet curved around both of them, came around, hit the engine, stopped it with one shot. Because yeah. it just takes one shot. Oh, this is this scene is known as the Magic Busey. The Magic Busey bullet. So it's, uh, it's it's quite fascinating. It's patriotic. And see, and look who gets arrested. The guy with fucking British shorts and a hole in his foot. You know why? We, we fought that war a long time ago, Anthony Kiedis, and you lost. All right, you, you take your monarchy and your fancy lady with her crown, and you go talk that talk somewhere else, young man. Not having it over here in America. All right? We're in a bunker with a guy named Bunker. He's hanging out in the bunker with a guy named Bunker, partying it up, having a great time. What are we doing? They're having a man with an orange tan. Hey, is that the that the naked chick just bashed your back of your head in? Yeah. Oh, that's, um, what's his face? Tom Sizemore. Yeah. He was, a little, he was a little uh, lighter at that time, so it was size less. A little, uh, I think he did all that blow. <laughs> I think he did <laughs> all of that blow. Two months! On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, just got after it. Absolutely got after it. So, Chris, for, for the people that don't know, what uh, you lived in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. What brought you out to Austin, Texas? So it was a great quick, state. Yeah. The quick uh, story of my life, which is inconsequential. Would you say it's your life? I mean, it's now or never. <laughs> you're not like you're going to live forever. I was going to go more than no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, no I'm doubt. Um, there you go. But, um... Yeah, so uh, Oklahoma until I was eight, New Jersey until I was eight. That's the place to be. Yeah, it's uh, the, where the wind comes sweeping down the plane. And yet I somehow lucked my world into finding my way to Austin and coming along Longhorn. Um, so you went to UT? Yep, went to UT. All of my family, uh, grandma, grandpa, dad, mom, aunts and uncles, all OU Sooners. So it's quite fun to talk smack with grandma. Uh, football and all those things, but yeah, really found my way to Austin and uh, went to film school at UT. So that lineage and time frame got me starting my first career in film and television. That brought me to LA. Okay. I worked predominantly at Warner Brothers for the majority of the eight years that I lived in LA. Nice. And what and kind of work did you I do there? To surf. Decently fell down. What kind of what, what kind of work did you do for uh, Warner Brothers? Um, for the most part, I was doing production for some time, and then I found my way into episodic TV and started doing post production. So I was supervising a few different shows through Warner Brothers, mm -hmm. and uh, yes, enjoyed my my LA time. But uh, I don't know, man. I I was itching. I was itching at a certain point, and. Um, did a little bit of traveling and found my way back to Austin. It's been a blessing to kind of get back here and now I'm more into events and programming. Events, programming, music. Yeah. What uh, what was that transition like moving from maybe not moving from but moving or ingratiating music into? Were you always a music fan? I mean, there's some you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, grew up in a music 
uh, family. Uh, our mom is a musician, piano player, taught a lot of folks music, and can uh, we just say it? I mean, you're you're the fifth handsome. A lot of people don't know that. Thank you. You're you're quite attractive. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bob. But yes, um, yeah, grandfather, piano player, jazz guy. Um, so I learned to love and appreciate it. I played the trumpet, my sister played the violin. Um, yeah, and I just got embedded uh, into music. I actually was a hip hop kid that loved jazz so that I could get closer to my grandfather. I learned jazz and I learned where jazz fit into hip hop. So that's kind of the first love of music and brought me into DJing, brought me into curating music. Uh, the, the big dream for a long time is to do scores or soundtracks to film. So I think that's where the marriage of my film and TV career and my live events uh, career now kind of bridges. Mm-hmm. This idea of making movie-like moments through, through music and uh, other settings, in other words, background, uh, environments, events, curation, all of that. Do you, um, what do you think about Baseball. the silent disco? Silent disco as a whole? Yeah, just as a whole, yeah, I just thought, it? Thought, like, I find it fascinating, right? Because it's, it can, if you let yourself go, it can bring you into a moment. If you lose yourself in the you moment, lose yourself you own it, you own you it. never let it go. Ever let only it go. You got one shot. With the silent disco, I think you have more than one. Technically, you got three channels most often. That's only right. Blue, red, green, and you have this ability to uh, jump into Just a couple different yourself. spaces. And it's it's um, when in the right settings with some great great folks providing that music and a little bit of help. <laughs> Maybe in your Tammy Faye moment or any yeah. other types of things. When done well, it's it's really a great experience, and 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 it allows you to uh, rock out as long as you want. So no sound ordinance, you can kind of go all night in the right setting. It seems also, in my mind, like it takes a different kind of DJ to play a silent disco than it does to play at a party no one's or play at an event. But I hear silent but deadly. That actually could be a great horror film. Whoa. Imagine a silent disco, deadly. silent but deadly, and then like different friends get get knocked so out. Let's let's circle back. Let's on different channels. Ooh, let's, let's circle back. Now. Let's circle back. Let's hold on. Let's let's circle back. Yes. What does this do for the silent disco industry? Does it go like Reese's Pieces and it takes off, or does it go like any beach volleyball movie from the eighties where you're like, yeah, I love chicks in tiny outfits beating the shit out of balls. Where can I get more? And people are like, no, sorry, AGP tour is not 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 being televised right now. <laughs> I think it's anywhere, anywhere, it, any, anywhere. anywhere. I, you have to. Who's you have to uh, it. Who's your? Uh, who, who are you casting for this? You're a Hollywood guy. Who are you casting for your silent disco murder? Well, silent but deadly. But deadly. Silent but deadly. Oh. Now, do, now, do you watch? Is it? Is there? No, is it right. completely? Could it be like Brown Bunny, where there's no soundtrack, and you're wondering what they're listening to, and it's just quiet? Like, it's the stomping of feet. It's only like MMSR stuff where you hear people chewing. But instead, you only hear, like, the silent but deadly people who are listening to the music. Mm-hmm. They're hearing it. You never are. So you don't know what they're listening to. You're getting all the noise as if you're watching it. 
Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm still there. I'm still there with you. And okay. I, I'm, I'm actually trying to process this entire plot line for our future million dollar money making oh, yes. uh, indie film. But take, think about it. Think about um, everyone when they're at the silent, at a silent disco. Your hearing is you're you're locked into whatever you're listening to. Yep. And yeah, and you close your eyes. You're in that that world. Imagine somebody villainous manipulating that even if they're pickpocketing or they're Mr. Steal Your Girl or what whatever yes, the case may be it's, it's just there's so many ways to take this as well as like you know imagine people having the best time and then eventually where's Claire? Yeah well she's on she, remember she was on that blue channel the blue people are dancing over there mm-hmm. right and you're like what's the blue channel? This is how we do it, murder. You know, and then and then you you've got some. I mean, I would like it if they just broke it up into three beautiful areas, right? Which was just shitty music that all people love, yeah. like the thong song. No one likes the thong song, but everyone knows the well, thong song. If you have dumps like a truck, truck truck, <laughs> like what? What what? There's many many people that also enjoy that. Enjoy that. Enjoy that gem, enjoy. if you will. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you, sir. So you've got, so we've got our movie now. We've got our premise. I think you could take it in the noir if you scrambled up a soundtrack that people could only know what's on it by buying it. So it's blank. You just know there's twelve songs, just like the movie. So you're on a, you just don't know what songs are going to be on there, but you know they're silent disco songs. You just don't know which ones. And I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to make it like the movie. You just got to buy it if you want to. If you want to hear what people are hearing. And one through four are just blue, yellow, red. And those are the channels, and those are the songs. There's, but who's our star? Is it, we have a male or a female star? In the, in in the, the movie, film, in the Silent movie. But Deadly. Yeah, in the movie Silent But Deadly, we gotta find uh, our star. I'm, I'm rooting for a female star okay. that can survive this hellacious, rave, clubby night where different best friends don't make it through the red, blue, green world. So almost like if we took the cast of The View and sent them to a silent disco, and then we just pick Whoopi to survive? Oh, that would actually be great. <laughs> but I would have to say, you know who's surviving the rave? Raven Simone. Mm-hmm. Raven oh, here's Simone. Your, here's your, here's your uh, bank robbery flamethrower moment. This is my moment right so here. This Look is- at how easily it cleans up, too. So as, as we're looking at this scene where Swayze, Ronald Reagan, Lights the Zippo of the gas pump. Yes. What's the reality of the, the lighting the gas pump and not dying? Well, there's, there's a couple. There's a couple. There's a, once again, a couple plot twists here. A yes. couple things where you got to... The mask is retardant. The mask is flame retardant. Oh, and do you like how bullets are also stopped by glass? Like they hit the glass like, well, that bullet's done traveling. I'm glad the glass broke. Yeah. But that bullet's done traveling. See, I look at this, and I one, your gas things are set up where it's got to click in through, so it hits some safety things, so then the gas comes out. Safety first. Safety first. We don't have that option, so he's, you know, so that part's a little fake. Uh, I'm also I'm, I'm blown away by how much gas is he spraying up that the person inside just doesn't turn the pump on, which they have that power to do. Yeah, I mean, they have the emergency pump switch. Come yeah. on, let's be adults here. With, with prices, gas prices these days too, you would think, you know, 
Shout out to, I believe it was Katie Quigley, who said uh, gas prices in California keep going up. It will be cheaper just to sniff cocaine and run places than it will be to drive anywhere. Katie was right. They are rising quickly. They are rising, like the tides. They are rising. You just jump. Do you use that girl as a footstool or do you jump over her? Yeah, this, they basically cut in the Ferris Bueller run scene at the yeah. end and jump it over the trampoline. So now we've stolen from two movies. Oh, yeah. We've stolen from Fletch and, and Ferris and, Bueller. And 20 Banks, if we've been paying attention. So, uh, do you think this is, um, is a subtle a subtle nod to 21 Jump Street? Well, right? Probably. Breaking in, young, attractive people. Guess who's not a narc? Uh, I'd say it's more of a. Is there a nod to uh, politics and thievery? You think there's a nod to presidents being corrupt here? Oh, by or, him utilizing yeah. the president mask. Uh-huh. 100%. Oh, I've never gone to this full depth no. of. You of call that, yourself you know? a fan of this movie? How oh, yeah, dare I'm you? I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I mean, I always felt like if they were really thinking about it, why put Jimmy Carter in, in there? I mean, what did Jimmy do wrong? You know, just saying. Well, I mean, a lot. But <laughs> great guy outside of the presidency, not an effective legislator when it came to what I mean. He made a lot of hard choices. I, I, I think it's hard to judge any person in that role except for our current one, only because of this. Looking at pictures, every president prior to the current current orange person in office has aged aggressively in their first four years of being president. Barack Obama came in, looked like he was ready like Bill Clinton to sling some dick anywhere he wanted to. Four years later, I was like, oh, wow, look at that bed of salt on top of his head. I, I, you know, I mean, Bill Clinton's yeah. got a lot of dead bodies following him around, so he's got that issue as well. Right. And then, you know, whatever Hillary's doing. But um, in all of that, they aged. Guilt, weight of job, whatever you want to call it. You don't have to like these former presidents. They've all aged. The one who hasn't aged is the bright orange guy who used to sell shitty things. Carrot, carrot bottom. Carrot bottom. No, he's not a top. He's not a top. He's a, he's a power bottom. Four carrot top. 24 carrot bottom. 24 carrot bottom. He's the only one who hasn't aged. And I find that the most fascinating. That he might even look a little younger. Now, arguably... His son-in-law and daughter have aged, right? Because they're like, shit, this is serious. This dad, this is not a television show. He's like, sure it is. In fact, you know what we should do? Let's start having world summits at my hotels. He's like, don't worry. I'm giving you guys a good rate. I'm hardly going to profit from this. Sad but true. Sad but true. It's more sad. That said, you know, outside of him, I try not to judge any of the past presidents as I can't imagine knowing all the things that they've known and had to make decisions. Interesting zipper choice. Uh, and, <laughs> sorry, what you folks can't see was, was a, I, I don't even know how you describe that. But it was a zipper you? on pants that was on the outside of the pants. I don't know if you can hear. I don't that I care. It's on the outside of the pants, but it's also thick like a winter jacket zipper. Yeah. It's kind of a Jordache jean jacket kind of look, but decided to do it on the bottom parts. Where, yep. Yeah, where the private things go. Where private parts go. They're jeans. Anyway, making a statement. Making a statement. Go. Listen, go you're, uh, you're mixing it up a little bit. Does, does he tell her now? Is this when he tells her? I'm a cop. 
Again, I say what it means. About to like, yeah, into the, you know, I, I, I'm real shitty, shitty at poker. Listen, you know I like you. Yeah, I know. But no, I mean I like you, like you. Like I don't. I as an FBI agent, you're an FBI agent. Fuck! Listen, I like you. No, he does go through that whole. <laughs> He's trying to leave her a voicemail message later. Oh, like, I know. Okay, Tyler, I'm fucked up. I'm an asshole. So then he says, shit, why can't I say what I mean? Because <laughs> you can. You're thinking that like the director's going to be like, okay, cut, and cut that part out. But no, let's leave it. It's magic. Yeah. How many guys have used that line to try to get laid again one more time as the girl's why trying to... Why can't I say what, what I mean? Well, you have the words to say it. I don't. Don't have it. Because my heart's in the way of my words and my emotions and my tears. Yeah. Those are in the way. Words get in the way. The words get in the way. I was afraid of words, Roxanne. Anyone shout out Roxanne? Roxanne. Great. Keep that keep that man away from my cocaine. It's a great movie. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't done that one. (laughs) I have not done that one. Yeah. That's a Steve Martin classic right there. He's still still a goat in that that regard. He is. Martin Short and Short are are touring and traveling. They've got that music band thing. Ring ding 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 ding. He's got the I wanted the fiddler. That's Raising the roof. You've got, I mean, he's Steve Martin. Epic. Oh, yeah. Epic in everything he's done. <clears throat> From funny to offensive to outlandish to music, that guy is, um, I mean, he's he's well, well-rounded, well if you will, oh, yeah. on everything. Yeah, some people say he's a jerk, but he's my little buttercup. Well, you know, and for those people that say he's a jerk, they just don't understand how to put glasses on and on, on and off. They don't get it. We'll get it one day, but not right now. What, um, outside of, and I guess, you know, really as, as a surfer, as someone who's just been in the ocean and, and, and felt the way it moves, is that what brought you to being a flat earther? Was when you were in the ocean and you just, you kind of, you felt the, the cyclicalness of, of the waves and the way that they would work on a record instead of on a globe? Because on the bottom, they would drip off. You couldn't surf down in South America and, and, and down in, in South Africa where, where the, that's why those sharks can jump out of that water you know if it was round they're, they're, they're escaping gravity and they're coming right back in I'm still holding on to the flat earther I, I mean well it's going to be my word of the yeah. day get out of my book away you flat earther that's right listen I'm an FBI agent I'm also a flat earther okay Tyler I fucked up I'm an asshole this is like you know <laughs> She's at his. <laughs> do you think he's like, uh, so the FBI, they're going to want that shirt back? <laughs> you this could. is when keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah, this is. Actually, a, lies catch up to you, Johnny. They do. Do you, um, is it, is all this flat earth nonsense? Is, is it one person playing a joke that got some dummies really excited? Or is there a real chance that we could be on a flat earth? Be great. Great question. I'm not in that. I'm not subscribing to that. You're holding on to the ball. Yeah, I'm. I'm keeping, <laughs> I'm keeping around. No, no pictures from space have ever been made made of planet Earth. I'm just. Uh, you're still. You're still with the ball. Yeah. I, you're still married to the ball. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be the bell of the ball, man. You're bell of the ball. You're gonna go with it. Yeah. I'm All sticking right. with what Google tells me. Sticking with what Google. Google and Stanley Kubrick showing me. Showing you I everything. Well, I mean, I, I love the call after. Yeah, like, the, 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 okay, I'm an asshole. I'm so tired of trying to 
say my message. <laughs> I got sleepy. I got so tired. Because oh, I'm awake now. What, what the fuck? What do you say mean? Damn it. Oh. Hey guys. What's up? Time for a little midnight stroll. Guys, I'm not in the mood. Tyler and I just had a conversation. She shot me. You're doing the podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. You've been up since 5 a.m. with a girl shooting a gun at you? Take your stash IPA. Let's go. Let's do this. Get it. Pure hot. Done. Let's get it. Absolutely done. How come? So, I mean, I I look at this, and I I don't think there's enough. Shame on Fast and the Furious. This seems like this is the first Fast and the Furious. Oh, yeah. Right? And yet they don't pay any homage to it whatsoever. Um, no love, I, Fast I, and Furious. I actually think if we went back to, I remember there's a small little moment in Fast and the Furious. I swear they're at one of the same scene areas in, in on PCH. Okay. Like, having like a diner scene or something. Um, we have to kind of dissect it, but I swear there's a Paul Walker recipe moment where he's kind of Johnny Utah and he has some type of Vin Diesel scene. Are you sure this wasn't Triple X? <laughs> you know, Do you know what's crazy is Vin Diesel owns all those Fast and Furious? Like he's become a billionaire thanks to that franchise. Good for him. It's kind of similar to Travolta holding on to all the, the Grease and Saturday Night Fever soundtrack money. Yeah. And his negotiation. But yeah, good for Ben Diesel. Ben, uh, ben came up on the scene like in Boiler Room, which is all about uh, Wall Street shit. So maybe put his little investments where he probably will. I mean, I'm, I'm proud of him. I, I, I think it's amazing when you, uh, some, some of the most successful people, you wouldn't realize they were super successful. Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He, uh, he made a grip of money in a couple of films and changed the way that actors are portrayed and the way that they're paid and the... And all of those options coming out, he was yeah, he's he's worth a grip of cash because of that. You got Vin Diesel, uh, you know, the, the Rock tries to own as much of his stuff as possible, just cash and checks. I mean, I'm just surprised he didn't like start a Food Channel show because we all want to smell what he's been cooking. Well, you can on his cheat days through Instagram, scratch and sniff, where he gets those cookies flown in from Hawaii that are the size of my soundboard, and he has like seven of those. And I, you know, here's the thing. I'm glad that you know once every six months, The Rock just brings a Sizzler buffet to his house. Please tell me that he doesn't just throw that food away and goes to a homeless shelter. And like, These cookies are amazing. He brings Sizzler. No, but he's like he's got. Like, I got twelve pizzas from my favorite pizza joint. Right. I got these cookies FedExed in. They're fifty dollars a piece. I've got this uh, triple fudge brownie delight with icing. Uh, I've got this, and, and he starts rattling off all of this stuff. It's just absolutely crazy, and um, yeah, and it just it, it's it's absolutely insane, absolutely insane. Hold on, what do we got going on? Well, we've got Johnny Utah jumping out of the plane for the first time. He's never done it, and he's just did he by himself? Doing great, he is. Yep. hasn't hasn't you know Patrick Swayze or anything. He is. Um, I feel like Patrick Swayze is the action hero that Brian Callen always wanted to be. Because he's got the dancing notes to him. And Brian Callen, very funny com- com- comedian, but also, uh, you know, always says, I've got a dancer's body. I've got, I've got the muscle the muscle tone of a boxer and a dancer's body. I don't see it. And I'll tell you, that Patrick Swayze 
We learned in Roadhouse, he can rip your throat out. We also learned... Pain don't hurt. Pain don't hurt. And... Brilliant. We more importantly learned that he's a gentle dancer, which the ladies loved. All the ladies loved. That person's wearing flippers. That's going to fuck your legs up. Only people realize the pressure. I went, so I went to the International Skydiving Championships. Uh, I was the International House Pancake. Exactly. We were there. Uh, it was this. It was uh, sky surfing. We're having fun, and the beer company that's working with sponsored it because you want a beer company to sponsor athletic events where you shouldn't be drinking at all. And the the the, head, the number one sky surfer in the world is talking to me, and he's like, "Let's get you up and let's do a tandem. Let's parachute." Boy, we're all out here jumping. It's free. Let's get you going. Let's get up there and do it. And I'm about so to say yes. Years and lies later. You're oh, and I'm in. right there, and I'm about to get strapped in. We're going through the parachute. They're they're rolling it into the thing. Like this is how this works. They're walking through everything, and, we, and I hear this. <laughs> and to our right, a sky surfer went to do a move, and his parachute pulled in half. And then he came down to planet Not Earth. The good half, right? Not the good half. No. The the other half where it doesn't where it doesn't light up with air anymore. Oh. And he crashed to planet Earth and bounced a couple of times. Yeah. And then you would hear him scream, and he would pass up from the pain. And they didn't have an ambulance ready, so they had to bring one in. And so they're holding up a chute around this person as he's screaming in and out of pain. And I looked at the guy, and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna pass, the hard pass. I'm gonna go get a drink. So I go into the bar, and it's called Blue Skies Forever, because <laughs> All around the bar, like in this beautiful bar, a dive bar, Austin here. Literally, this great dive, bar. Anyone skydive? Anyone We're, we're bringing it full circle. Finally, someone who catches up on all my puns. Oh, we're there. There are beer signs everywhere. If you're wondering what kind of beer to get, if you're wondering what to do, there are options behind the bar and on the walls all around you. Let me tell you something. In skydiving bars, it's pictures of everyone that's died skydiving. It's not a happy place to drink. It's like. Dirty bills, but everyone's dead. <laughs> They're all dead. Um, it's not. Funny. And it's called Blue Skies not Forever. Funny. Yeah. It's hilariously it's funny. box where it's, uh, it's just got the Willie Blue Nelson skies shining on me. Yep. Like on, blue on, skies, on do I see? What are What are your uh, What's your What's your top, What's your list for on the jukebox? For Blue Skies Forever, our new bar that's right next to a cemetery. Well, you gotta throw on Tom Petty Free Falling. Okay? Free Falling? That's, that's okay. That's a, that's a good start. Well, no, we don't have to do we don't have to do skydiving. I'm saying we open a bar next to a cemetery. And it's called Blue Skies Forever or Beneath Your Feet. Either one, I'm not sold to a name, but I'm sold to a concept. Where before and after funerals, you can go get a cocktail. In fact, we're connected to the grounds. You can buy and pour some out for your home if you want to. Okay, so, all right, so we gotta have a little Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, okay, <laughs> nice. Still, Uncle, you know Uncle Charles, his picture is definitely <laughs> on, on the wall. Cause I miss my Uncle Charles, y'all. Oh, um, yeah. What else you got? Uh, I would be, I would gone Wind Beneath My Wings. There you little, go. Little, little bet. Well, Ben Midler. Yeah, um, I like "Wind Beneath My Wings." Yeah. Um, there's got to be a song about living forever that we could have a scratch on the record. So it would, it would forever be, young, but it just forever. skips. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I like "Forever Young." That's is it. Is it? Is it? Is it too much to, to just have like Van Halen jump and you know a couple other 
I had a girl dedicate that to me in high school when she broke up with me on the local radio in Whitefish, Montana. Wow. Why's it got to be Whitefish? What's up with that? Why can't it be just regular ass fish? Why can't it be fish? Whitefish. Montana folks. Montana folks. But real you gotta, you real close to that you northern gotta, Idaho. You got, a, you got a long distance dedication? Long distance dedication. Hey, uh, Jason, uh, uh, Sean out there would like to dedicate to you saying no to the dance with Jump by Van Halen. Okay. <laughs> I was like, well, she's a bitch. How about we play her Panama where she can move there next with her horrible hairdo and her mustache. Get off the birth control. No one wants to have sex with you. They didn't know that. Yeah. It seemed Sometimes aggressive. you got to move on. Maybe go yeah. to go get do some night classes and put on hot procedure. Yeah, that's right. Anyway. 98.5 B98. From the wax and stacks to the best on racks to the E's and B's in the West, best on CDs, it's B98.5. Serving Kalispell and the greater Northwestern Montana markets. I love it. Uh, <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I want, I want to fire that guy right now. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> Can we change some things up? Yeah. Hi, we're, we're, I'm, I'm here at the, the, the Skydive bar where everyone's skydived. We're going to just call it Skydive. Skydive. Blue skies forever? No, that's been taken. We're doing Skydive. Oh, because That's down the street. We're at Skydive. <laughs> We're at Skydive. No, not Blue Skies. God damn it. Not, no. Skydive, the rainbow bar that doesn't have rainbows. Skydive. Well, it was inspired by our, our friend Sky. That's right. Yeah, she was amazing. She was a free spirit. She passed. <laughs> she passed. And then we, then we all... <laughs> this is going to go dark real quick, yeah, but I have yeah. to say it now because I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> it's like opening a bar <laughs> or an omelet parlor next to an abortion clinic just called Scrambled Eggs. Uh, yeah, see how it went dark? See, Chris, that's, that's Jason speaking, not Chris. Jason, Don't you got to take it easy. Over easy. Over easy. Anyone? Anyone? Okay. Anyone? Who All wants right. that omelet? Let's try to get a little sunny side up <laughs> yeah. and find our way back here. Let's find our way back to Skydive if we Skydive. could, please. Because now Skydive seems like the most rational thing we've talked two, about. Two future scripts here. we got Skydive, maybe the oh. sitcom where everyone walks. Remember Wings? Yeah, the, the the pilot, the pilot airline kind of pilot bar. Somehow yeah. found his All way. The drinking. cheers, the cheers, where everyone drinks and then <laughs> jumps on planes. It's like, let's go. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, we have so many instances where drunk pilots are wrecked planes. No, 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 no. But at CBS, we believe that Wings is going to change that. Let's just let's change it. Let's change the directive. If I can change, then you can change. Nobody can, can change. So, so we um, got Bette Midler, we've got Free Fall, we have Jump, we have Bone Thongs at Harmony. Um, do we only do concerts at the bar, because we're going to have a big area to do concerts, if they're holograms of dead artists? Wow. You know what? We could do that. Well, I think we do that. We, we, we get the holograms, and then we give folks... They put a dollar in or something more. A lot more. A lot more. And then <laughs> it's we a, call it's it a hologram. It's a hologram, but it's a, it's someone you could say goodbye to. It's a holler holoback. It's a holoback gram. What's the cost? What's our VC startup money if we just want our hollerback girl to come back? Oh, we could have psychic. We could have hollerback night where we bring a psychic in to skydive, yes. and she could talk to your dead relatives. Yes. She could be the holler, holler, holler back, the holler back girl. girl, and 
we we know how to promote that. Like, you know, we can have all these folks that have seen her and come out and their reviews are this shit was bananas. Matt B-E-A-N-A-N-A-S. Where's producer Matt now? We've got we've got a we've got a night for you guys. Are you ready? Hollaback night. We bring in a psychic that you can only come in if you have a dead relative and you want to talk to him. Hook line and sinker. I mean, listen. This is the this is the kickoff to our next bar. There's dive bar. What's at the bottom of the ocean? And then there's skydive. What happens? What happens if you find out the Earth is round? That's well, what you still die when you hit it. That's what happens. And that's where we'll be premiering our feature film. Silent but deadly. Silent but deadly. We're learning all of these. Learning. See, folks, you think that the problem is that you guys get itchy halfway through and you start penning your emails like a like like a soccer mom at an Applebee's saying you missed my favorite part. This is wrong. You didn't address this. You went on a tangent about this. You got to give it the whole show where it circles back. It all comes in. It's it's a mosaic, but you got to start stepping back. And seeing the pieces build, and at the end, or Steppenwolf, or Steppenwolf, which I'm sure there's a song for that to be played in our in our Sky Dead Bar. I'm correct. We were born to be wild. We were born born to be wild. We'll see. Well, it's I, it, we'll make it Steppenwolf. You know, um, uh, John John Speaks, who was uh, Ronald Reagan's, uh, he was his um, his head guy. Is is uh, the the guy who runs the press conferences. That we fired that person. Gotcha. That person doesn't have a yes. job anymore. But Ronald Reagan, his, his last name was Speaks, and he said, "You know, if you say something five times, it becomes truth." So I don't care whether Steppenwolf did "Born to Be Wild" or not. If we say it five times, according to Reaganomics, it becomes true. Well, according to Beetlejuice, you don't even need, or Candyman, but we won't say that again. The Candyman, especially. Yes. Hey, so Halloween's right around the corner. Uh, Candy corn. Where, with one, oh, you brought it up. What's your take on candy corn? Oh, that's the, the hate of all hates. That's, uh, Worse than goes. black licorice, uh, you dick. How dare you? I think, I think, uh... No. Okay, either, either way. Because there's two gums you can chew, a candy corn gum or a black licorice gum. Both hold their flavor the same amount of time. And Which both, one are you chewing? Both are causes that happened at Skydive. <laughs> <laughs> Those are bar treats, black licorice <laughs> and candy corn yeah, instead yeah. of like peanuts and other shit. Yeah. Someone, some guy sitting on a grill, he's been eating black licorice all night. His breath is awful. But more importantly, his teeth are fucked up too. See, candy corn doesn't fuck up your breath or your teeth. That's why I'm, I'm in for candy corn over black licorice. I see where you're going. And if asparagus, if asparagus makes your piss smell weird, what's black licorice doing to your piss? I, I barely right. think it gets that far down. <laughs> well, for the, for, listen, for someone who's not, for someone who's only visiting the dead people at Sky Dead, Sky Dive, uh, they're fine. But for those savage relatives that ate black licorice, their bodies are stinking up the mortuary. Yeah. yeah it's just awful. We need to find out where that was invented. See if we can just In Germany. Yeah. Pretty sure. It sounds about right. Sounds, sounds candy corn for sure was, was invented by the Canadians. But that's okay. I mean, they're a 51st state. They're trying their best. There's only, for a country that big to only have four states, it seems weird. But they just did four vertical lines. And then somehow we got Alaska. Well, they, oh, yes, okay. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a geologist. 
or geography. Science. Or science. science, though. It's Don't flat, worry. It's flat, earth, it's flat Earth science, folks. That's where the polar bears live, and Santa Claus. In case you're wondering, oh, that poor lady. That's that's probably aggressive. She was not cool, man. Bro, no, like bro, it's a like, lady. We got a fifty percent chance of robbing this correctly. That's right. Don't hurt a lady in pleated pants, bro. Oh, so angry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, khakis. Oh, khakis. I haven't seen y'all in a while. He seems... That, yeah. I like how the guy, that guy from the office... Is that Sylvester Stallone's third cousin? He's got the gun? It looks like it. Maybe he looks a little bit Stallone-ish. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's Stallone-er. Not a oh, dude, he's got a Stallone vibe to him. He's thinking like, this, is, this is his Cobra movie right here. This is his one chance. He's like, guess what? I'm going to be the next Remo Williams. Uh, well, you're going to get shot. This isn't going to end well. doesn't end well for you, sir. Spoiler alert. See, he knows. Look! The security guard's just crying his eyes out. He could have stayed down. Could have. They're leaving a lot of cash behind. I know. Oh, dead and... Oh! Oh! There you go. Do not respect the badge on that one. Well, you know, you bring that badge up and sometimes it can feel or and or look like a gun. And sir, you are not, uh oh. Uh, uh, How many bullets does that gun have? Damn, he's shooting everybody. Except for Ronnie Ray gun. Ronnie Ray gun. Uh oh. Here comes some dirty dancing. What, um, so question for you. In um, in all fun and reality here, in everything that we're doing, so we've got a movie, we've got a bar, we've got a soundtrack. In our what city do you think we should do this in? Like, I think Austin. If we we got to find a new city, right? We got we, we can't do it in Austin. We got to find a new place okay. where people can fly in and pay homage because we'll only shoot the movie there. Skydive, 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 okay. skydive. We've got we've got our. We've got our movie, Silent Deadly. We've got our bar, Skydive. We got to find our location now. Where is our location? What are you thinking? Uh, we need to be near a body of water. Okay. Like that, you know. Do you want we want fresh water like a lake, or do we want ocean water? I'm inspired by the film, and I think something near a coast, so half of the sky deaths can at least be, you know, if they just crash to the ground, that's like. Yeah, yeah. Just one. But if they hit the water, there's yeah, a chance they the could water, they could have lived. Legs legs break. Shark eats. I mean, there's all these there's all these kind of. Do you think for our movie that bleeds in to our Literally. bar? Anyone? Anyone? We have an older gentleman that we allude to in the film is D.B. Cooper that funds this whole venture because he sees. The idea of parachutes and dying, but also the mysticism of maybe living and robbing. Remember, he robbed a bank, got in the plane, skydived out of the plane, was never found again, except for about 10 years ago, they found like 10,000 bucks in cash. It sounds like, like you're, you're building all this up, and then at the end, because he's the old twitchy guy, it'll be like the end of Scooby-Doo, and they're like, it was Old Man Withers, old the, man Withers the whole time. But instead of Old Man Withers, now it is, it's like, that's the guy who sponsored us. Huh. So we got, he's the guy who old man Gibbers. Old Man Gibbers, and then he dies, and we get the money in the will, but we have to explain the money. 
we've got to explain where we got this money. There's got to be a twist in there halfway through. We lose someone close, but you want them to love the bad people. Almost like we love Patrick Swayze in this film. Right. you got to create that ambiance that allows you to embrace the criminal element. Right. A lot of times the plot twist is that someone supposedly skydives early on and then comes back. Surprise twist. Well, is, isn't that our murderer for the silent for the for the silent discos? Silent deadly silent is but deadly. silent but deadly. We've got our we there. They come out to a skydiving bar. The noise of the planes. Ooh, here we go. Oh, here we go. So here we go. So we decide we're two young promoters. We're gonna have fun. We get this person who owns this bar called Skydive. We're gonna go out there, but. They do so much skydiving that we can't do our original idea because the plane noise is too loud. So in a last ditch effort, we max out our credit cards and we go silent disco. Okay, I'm still there. But one of the pictures that is in skydived the bar of all the dead people, of all the people that have died, there's all the, the dead homies were one, we're like, we're getting our drinks, we're like, man, thank goodness we did this. And the guy goes, hey, uh, I'm charged for these beers, but your credit card was declined. And it's like, oh, well, we maxed it out on this. Can plan hook us up? He goes, okay. And he gives us our beers. And we turn around like, hey, what's up with this picture? He goes, oh, that's uh, Tom. It's weird. That one never fully developed. It just stayed blurry. And you get on your phone. It's a Metro PCS, and it only has 12% battery life. And you start to read about Tom and how he died and his nefarious past and all these – but then your phone dies. Oh. So, but is that the twist? Is and that's that the, the, that's the thing. That's the tomfoolery coming in, the, the shenanigans, if you will. And now we have our, dis, our silent disco, silent but deadly. We're tying into our bar theme and death and someone who we thought is dead but isn't fully dead yet it's coming back killing people because the only thing that puts him at peace is the sound of a propeller plane going into the sky all right i'm i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm soaking it all in soaking it all in Let's get we got something we've got some funding and then guess what we opened skydives all over america near funeral homes <laughs> and skydiving places right next to Blue Skies Forever's. <laughs> but ours is happier. Happier hours. Happier hours, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Happier hours. How dare you. Yeah. Happier hours. Happier lives, folks. This is where we win. And once a month, we bring a psychic in so she can either talk to the dead people uh, in the pictures or to your dead relatives. It'll be in conjunction with the silent but deadly, but it'll be psychic but deadly. I see psychic what's going on. Psychic but deadly. And then maybe she'll have an assistant, and she'll be the sidekick but deadly. So we can be psychic and sidekick. Ooh, and see where we, we close it out. We close it out with at the very end. Last call. Last call. We close it out with her reading someone's palm and finding out that they are the grandson of the Zodiac Killer. She goes to say it slits her throat and walks out silent but deadly silent. So we're reading the palms. That particular day we'll have a special. It'll be specials on all all the palmas. All the palmas. Can't ever say that correctly. Blood blood work Arnold orange. Palmer. Olive palma. You don't want to you don't, you don't want to do a special on Tiger Woods? I'm just working on the palm joke. Just yes. the palm joke. Yeah, tiger, tiger's good. Tiger's good. Tiger, yeah, I mean, yeah. But well, uh, we could do that. 
Oh, Nick. Down Gary, goes, goes Gary Busey. Yeah. Oh. That's, that's child abuse. That's Anyone? just just tough. Yeah. Shot in the, the back. back. Cow- yeah. How is he running so good in cowboy boots? I know. I know. It's a bad it's choice. Don't bad, bad, bad choice. choice. See, the teeth have grown. They have grown. Those, those meatballs will do it. Hey, kids, if you want bigger, wider teeth, Rule number one is have two meatball sandwiches when someone asks you what you want for lunch. Utah, give me two. They're ghosts. Do you, um... We, so we have a soundtrack, we've got a bar theme that we can take across the nation, and uh, we've got a movie. Yeah, we... we I mean, we, we've kind of... Merch. How do you want to do merch? How do you want to do? Uh, do you want to do parachute pants as our Ooh, merch? That would be good to bring it <laughs> we'll back. bring parachute pants I, back. I do. I do think that um, it may be time. You know, it's a lot of zips. Maybe we get inspired by uh, some by our friends we saw today. Some outside sure. zips. Do we? Uh, do we allow pegged jeans in our bar? Like you know, some bars in Southern California like no flip flops. I was like, first of all, you're by a beach. Thanks for being a dick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're sandals. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yourself. All right. They're rainbows, bro. All right. Yeah. These are these are actually worth more than Nikes. Yeah. Okay. They last. They last forever. Yeah. And they're not made by twelve year old boys or girls. So I've got an idea. Fuck off. That like, the greatest the greatest trick ever played on people was Nike. Putting out that ad campaign, be bold, be different, and they get on they, and they're and they're leveraging people that have done bold and, and, and different things like Colin Kaepernick, right? Like, hey man, make a stand. Well, and then yeah. and then I heard one comment go, "Sounds great. You should make a stand. Not having children make your fucking shoes." Yeah. <laughs> hey Nike, here's your stand. Go ahead. It's built for you. You take those shoes off right now, sir. Okay. Well, they didn't. <laughs> no, no, it was a bad choice. And so many Nike SBs. Bold Today, choice. Go on the Chucks. Chuck Taylors. Commerce, Chuck Taylors. Also owned by Nike. Also owned by Nike, unfortunately. I know, right? And I'm wearing my Chucks. You got the Jacks. Yeah. Made in America, the Jack Purcells. Yeah. Made by old white Americans. That's what yeah. we do. We're near the dock. Mm-hmm. Going a little out for our Sky Dads. For our Sky Dads. Our Sky Moms, our Sky Dads, and our Sky Dads. That's right. Do you, um, do we do, uh, I think, I think you kind of have to, like quarterly. Do you do yeah. creepy uncle night? Or she just, she just talks to creepy uncles and he's just the weird, he's just the weird uncle from the seventies going, listen, I'll tell you what you do. You want to have a good night, do a tab of acid. You do, uh, you do two Coors originals. And then you have a, you have a piece of Godfather's pizza. Extra sausage. You have a great night. We're going to do this at the bar. <laughs> we should at least make it a brunch special. We'll call it Crepey Uncles. Creep, crepey, crepey Uncles. Crepey yeah, Uncles. You know, just thin, thin, thin flapjacks. Thin. We'll call them crepes. We'll be fine. Crepey Uncles. Super thin flapjacks. Well, do you like the crepe? You know what? I'm a, I'm a crepe fan. You know, uh, call me crepey or crazy, but if when done well, light, fluffy, you can eat 12 of them. If you do, I was a pancake kid, but yeah. now I can, you know, really get one, one and a half down. Don't get me wrong, I get my nostalgia and want a little short snack, put little things in it, you know, get crazy. But yeah, crepes can go a long way. Crepes can. Crepes have a, and there's a savory crepe. There's a, there, you know, just like pancakes, right? I mean, you got, you got all the options. Yeah, you can put the go chocolate. There's Nutella. Nutella. What's gonna happen next? 
Do you like the Nutella? Uh, the Nutella? Nutella? Do you like those? Do you like that stuff? I'm a hazelnut fan. Yes, so. Hazelnut fan? Yeah. It seems, uh, unlike chocolate, aggressively sticky. Like you dip your finger in Nutella and later that day someone's like, did you get fingerprinted by the police? You're like, no, I had Nutella this morning. It and they on. buy it. They're like, oh, that makes sense. It holds on. It holds on. It's like Wilson Phillips. It holds on for yeah. more than one more day. Well, that that actually, let's bring that back to Skydance. Skydance. <laughs> Please, I know there's pain. <laughs> Why did you jump out of that plane? darn plane? And uh, bringing it back to our... our Someday our somebody's going to watch you hit the ground, hit the ground. You're going to bounce at least once or twice up and down with a broken rib. A broken back and two broken legs. Don't you know? You'll never walk again. Hold on for one more day. I know there's pain, but you hold on for one more day. I know there's pain. Break free from the pain. Break free from the pain. Two more. (laughs) Hold on. Hey. Where, where's that lady now? That song reminded me of my aunt. I want to talk to my dead aunt. Was she a skydiver? No. You're not fucking talking to her then. We're only talking about people who died skydiving. Uh, speaking of which, this this is he's on the wall. Johnny Utah jumping out of a plane with a gun, no parachute. Well, what the, a lot of people don't know is the power of that gun, if it's shot towards the earth, will slow him down. Yeah? That's the power of a 357 long nose instead of a snub nose. Is he can right. point to the earth and shoot. And then it's like the, re- the 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 kickback slows him down. A lot like Mary Poppins with the umbrella. Wow. Lot, Neil deGrasse Tyson does a beautiful TED talk about it, and uh, and that's that's probably you know where, where I get a lot of my information is um, is Neil deGrasse Tyson about these things. Yeah, sure. yeah it's pretty interesting. It's well, it's science. You want to prepare with a for these. Full of sugar. Well, yeah, you just want to prepare for these movies the best way you can. And uh, sometimes that that means doing doing the research other people aren't aren't willing to do. You know, gun sh- gun shooting and parachutes. You also you want to get on the other side of that shoot. There you go, spindle around. And um, I, I this is also this is where cuddling really became a big thing. Yeah, you make a good point about the the, the magnum. If, if it went off, how much would people fell like? Oh, well, if he pulls that trigger now, they're shooting to planet Earth at a much more rapid rate. Bodie Swayze says, we're going to be meat waffles. Come on, Johnny, don't do it. Come on, you're going to do it. Come on. Oh, meat waffles. Five, you got it. Four, four, three, three two. two. The beeper's going up. Remember, they got the, the, the thing on the wrist that tell them? We call them pagers, but yes. Yeah, pagers. I see what you well, Sir Mix-a-Lot said it best. It's a beeper. Tell a page Northwest. Satellite service pushed to the test. Very true. I got a beep from a girl named Natalie. My memory slipped because I need a new battery. Power's on, display lights up, incoming calls from the girls with butts. This is a spoken word. Spoken word. Sir first. Mix-a-Lot. What happened to him? Uh, Did his rap style just... You know, when, when, when you make all the money off the butts that cannot lie, I mean, you don't have to do much more. He came out and put him on the glass uh, just to make a little more a couple years later. Do you think, do you think if you... They did put them on the glass? Did they put the booty on the glass? Do you uh, think he looked at that Kim Kardashian video just saying, I'm a man ahead of my time? Because there is no way, if people have respect for Sir Mix-a-Lot, that you're not watching that Ray J. Kim Kardashian porno. And in the background, I like big butts and I cannot lie. And Ray J's like, uh-huh, I can't deny. I still think it's a... You think it's, it's still going to happen? It, 
think for the 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 ballad of, of Kim Kardashian is um is a country western version of I like big butts. <gasps> what if that was on the voice? What if someone came out acoustic with a guitar and sang just for Blake Shelton, I like big butts country style, twiny. Mm. Okay. I'm kind of in on this. Okay. I'm thinking he's our opening act for um so, Silent but Deadly. It's, but it's country, so it's like don't yeah. do none unless you got buns home. Yep. Okay. My honey's got buns. Okay. My anaconda. It's gonna be tough. Don't be surprised. It's gonna be tough to There's do. A lot, a lot of content out there. Somebody's, somebody's taking a chance at the high school dance. Well, I mean, they did the acoustic version of "Hit Me Maybe One More Time," and that was good. In fact, many of artists have done that. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Right. That'll work at, at the skydive. That'll work at the skydive. Hit me, baby, one more time. Oh, <laughs> too soon. Too right on time. Right on time. Is she in a negligee? Yeah, they were quite negligent about. It's all white her. too. I mean, not that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's very clean for they're they're yeah. dirty in the desert. She's been. What happened to her as an actress? She did Tank Girl, which is great. Love Tank Girl. I really do. Not being facetious there. Now she's dirty. Um, Whatever, but it seemed like she did Lori, some stuff. I hope Lori's living her life. Um, maybe she just did a little. I, I think she's done a couple things, but maybe just. Do you think she's one life. of those people that made that money and was just like, "I'm done with the rat race"? I hope so. I think I think fame's a little tough, um, but you know, I don't think Tank Girl tanked, but I, I don't think she was leading leading lady. But again. I haven't had a Wikipedia for a while, but I still give her all the credit for holding me down for point break. What's your uh, what's your dollar amount? Someone said I'll write you a check, but you're not you you gotta you gotta be funkle. Nothing else. You can better you, you can do classes, you can go do spear fishing, you can you can do whatever you wanted, but no more work. No more no more work, no more getting money for gigs, no more new ideas. Okay. So no more skydive. None of that. Like you gotta leave all that in the past. I'm gonna write you a check. You can make yourself better, but you can't celebrate how you've made yourself better, right? It's so like a person who knows how to make really good drinks becomes a bartender. They're celebrated because they know something. So you're basically asking me like to make yourself better. Someone wants to compensate me for the rest of my life to not be anything, but to be everything. You can go do anything you want basically. to. You just can't exercise it. So you can go become the best martini maker in the world, but I can't bring you here and you can't make martinis because you can't show off what you've learned. So you just can't share it with the world. Yeah. What does it take to put the boy back in the bubble? But I'm not locked to the world. I just can't show it off. Can't show it it's off. It's documentation. Yeah, so you can you can go skydive, you can do jujitsu, you can be a triple black belt in jujitsu. But if someone asks you, they're like, hey, Erger, you should come do this charity, then you're like, I can't. You make the best martinis, Chris, come to my bar, show my bartenders how to do it. You're like, I can't. Well, I can see family and friends and, and You all can that. do all that, yep. Oh, good. I don't think I'm, I miss any of that. The accolade. Can I be a con- consigniere? Can I advise? No, no, no. With all my brilliance? Nope. Okay. You gotta hold it all in. Wow. You gotta look like below average Joe having above average everything. I'll say this: uh, this is a very deep question as we're watching the finale. I know, but this um, is. And but I, think I about what to, he chased to go after. I have this. to do my due diligence if you will allow me Please. to 
the the what I will jump back into my Point Break live experience. I was chosen, and I was able to live for one night only, be in a play that I was Johnny Utah for two hours of my life, almost like today, in one quirky, silent but deadly way. But it all ended and began with this scene here. And if you'll indulge me, I please, may I? Please, here get after it. Throw some mask down. It's his like we didn't know. Storm. Here we go. Do you think it's weird? Who's up to bra? Special Agent Utah. Knew you'd find me. I've been never seen you in Mexico. Came across an unclaimed piece of meat in Baja. Turned out to be Rosie. I guess he picked a knife fight with somebody better. I found a passport of yours in Sumatra. Missed you by about a week in Fiji. But I knew you wouldn't miss the 50 year storm, buddy. So on point. So oh, look at that wave! It's too bad. You're all washed out. Something like that. Do you, um. Do we have a sister bar called Tubular Dead? Tubular what? Tubular Dead? You gotta go down. You cross the line, people trusted you, and they die. <laughs> yeah, it went bad. Went real bad. Life has a shitty sense of humor, doesn't it? You've been surfing every day. Waxing your board, waxing it all. Harping <laughs> and drapes, you know it. You know it. <laughs> so, but you, the fight. You know this jean jacket uh, chafing me, right? The true dirty dance begins. Which I. I'm gonna go out there and surf this wave, and you're not stopping me. That's it. Bro, I'm stopping you. Bro, we're about to go get some crepes and skydive. That's right. Come on, man. I prefer tuba dead. Uh, and they don't serve crepes. So I'm mad. I'm going to put you in the sleeper hole. No one gets out of the sleeper hole. We learned this in Goonies. No one puts nobody puts Johnny in the corner. Something like that. Oh, look at the weird elbows. Yeah, no, gonna... there's, a, there's, there's a beautiful art of this. The drowning, not drowning. It's, it's Oh, get those ribs. Yeah. This is where, you know, we were hinted at what could have been a point break too, right? Because we don't find the body. That's true. We don't find the body. The body. What do you, so why do you think a point break two didn't happen? Uh, they probably lost some budget and point broke. No, I don't know. This I movie think, did well. Yeah, no, it did. The fine. remake um, didn't do as good. Well, remake was a long time coming or a long time farther and I will say this the remake gets a little bit of love just based on some really good stunt and aerial coverage but no plot no actors no holding no overacting I think that's part of why this movie's so great is the overacting but you know that's here nor there alright I will continue oh I told them you go quietly you know I can't stand a cage man I don't care! So I'm getting a little excited. <laughs> Here's the chopper! Shit. God! Dog, dog, dog. No, I can't stand a cage, man. I don't care! You gotta go down! It's gotta be that way! <laughs> so epic! <laughs> look at him, look! But I want that wave! 
no. Want that wave. That Laird Hamilton lady wave. Oh, no. How does he get out there with that wave? Because he doesn't have a jet ski. Good plot. Yeah. Because I've watched enough Laird Hamilton to know you need a jet ski to get out there with those big waves. Yeah. Welcome or you to gotta have a, we gotta have a helicopter drop you off on the other side. You need you need uh, you need Yeah, you need Kenny Powers on one of them sea dudes. You do. Yeah. Kenny Powers, handsome handsome gentleman. Yeah. Uh, the um, the Johnny uh, Johnny Rocket of, uh, of baseball making fun of him. Ah, true, true. Yeah, that was Johnny Rocket. Yeah, yeah it was racial slurs. <laughs> racial slurs got him. Not working as great as you. Hey, maybe maybe we don't say those things. Yeah. Uh, you know, to the yeah. Sports Illustrated guy. It's up to you. Yeah. Play golf with that guy. Tell him my golf. You know. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, hey, yeah. guess what's off the record? What? Yeah. Me being super racist. What else is off the record? No, 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 just that. Yeah. You can leave the sexist stuff in. This is the 90s. Still slap a lady, right? Perfect, John. Yeah, good. Good. I wish he had a magic trick here, and he was just out of the cuffs. Like, I wish they, if you're going to go ridiculous. He go did have mind tricks and watch. He's like, I know. come on, Johnny. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, man. This cliff's on both sides. I'm not going to paddle to New Zealand. Come on, brother. Come on. He's like, okay. It's like, yeah. It's like, I get it. See that wave, bro. We'll see you in skydive. Bro, I understand. Tube dead or skydive. Either way. By, uh, we're, we're either in Pomona or in Newport Beach, but we're partying, bro. Okay? Go to the wedge. This is like, <laughs> this is the aggressive version of the wedge in Newport yeah, Beach. Yeah. Where literally people die a yeah. couple times a year. Not laughing at their death and laughing at the idiocracy of their death and the bar we're going to open right by that called Tube Dead. They make a really good wedge, uh, wedge, wedge salad. salad. Yeah, it does. Let the us, the let blue cheese though. is heavy. It's crushing, if you will. Uh, it can really bring that salad down. It overpowers yeah, it. It's definitely drowned with no offense. Uh, <laughs> look at these guys running up in jackets. You told you let them go. Where are they? They're in Bells Beach, Australia. Fifty-year storm. Oh, that's you know, right. Only just looking at the cops. Once every. Look at him, and he's gone. Guess what? Now he's fucking gone. He's gone. He's escaped. And is he still gone? He's not coming back. And there he is. And he's over that one. I don't know how he's making it over these. I like how they got the binoculars out, like they're gonna do. Yeah. You think? I just love the the the, the little uh, condoms on their their hats. Well, you got to be safe. And you yeah. don't. Here he comes. Yeah. Oh, that's a big wave. Yeah. Do you wreck this one on purpose? Uh, just because you know you're gonna die? Uh, no, I think I would have. I would have oh, tried the whip. I would have like. I would have tried to get it. Get, get a little something before. Uh, I think. I mean, I think what that guy says is, "Crikey, put another shrimp on the Barbie. He's done." That's yeah. a, that's a. I don't translate Australian, but I just know that that's what they said. Yeah. And I think what that means. And once again, I don't have my Wikipedia out, but I think that means. Look out for Point Break 2, which is why everyone's been waiting for them, but doesn't get it. Just like in a nod to uh, the wonderful Fast and the Furious, right? I mean, how many times does he throw that badge away? Yeah. For the fam, for the people. I don't think the FBI lets you leave like that. No. It's, it's like a, the FBI is like a cult. I don't think you can walk away. Yeah. It's not silent but deadly. It's violent. But it's deadly. violent and deadly. Yeah. Exactly. That could be our cop bar. I'm down. That'll be uh, next door to... Next next door? Skydive. Skydive. Skydive and silent and deadly. Are you a cop who likes to skydive? We, <laughs> we got pictures in both spots. It's amazing. Just bring, just ship in girls from Boston to talk to them. How you doing? 
How do you like those apples? <laughs> you know, not all people who are cops are from Boston. Fuck you. They are. It's not true. They're probably not. Who knows? Chris, a uh, couple of things before we wrap it up here as the movie is over. Either. Number one, tell people where they can find you on the on social medias. Uh, turn in the ones and the twos. Oh, yeah. So I, I live a few lives. Um, they call me Chris Skull. I'm a DJ every once in a while. That's under Chino Casino. It's not an underground gambling ring, although call me more like. Um, and yeah, I go by Scully Time. S C U L L Y Time. T I M E. T H Y M E. Not this time. Just want to just want to close out with some fun. But yeah, states. you can find me at Native Hostel and um, where we do very creative things all the time. Come come see us. Have a beverage. Have some coffee. Have some beers. Have some whiskey. Do it all. Um, and then definitely, I am part of. A very creative nonprofit called the Hope Campaign, where we bring artists and creatives together, and we are building a gigantic paint park coming up in 2020. So, doing a lot of things. I'm very happy to be uh, included on today's adventure. So, thank you very much, Jason. Oh, thank you for for making the time. Uh, as you were, uh, you know, watch your toes, folks. Out with Mr. Dave Chappelle last night, showing him a good time. Uh, well, there's an extra. There's an extra still, just doing doing work, doing the Lord's work, if you will. Have Dave and his crew bless our establishment and spend time as fans. I mean, yeah, I mean, sure. I reached out and asked if he would uh, do the podcast. He politely declined. I just, I'm more happy that he declined. That he actually, you know, not him, but whoever his manager was, uh, got the email and decided hard pass. Uh, that said, folks, uh, big thanks to um, Dive Bar for hosting us, bringing us cold beers, and letting us be here. It's, it's always an honor and a privilege to uh, come in, bullshit away, and have a good time. Uh, two, let's, uh, let's not forget the, uh, the, the wonderful and brave beer soldiers that, that Chris, Chris and I have crushed since being here. So Stash and our wonderful people at Independence, good work. God bless you guys. And uh, most importantly, party people, uh, now is your favorite time of the podcast where my daughter sings about the first time she took a shit. Enjoy.